What's up? Jason Tatum here. Ball up wherever you are with NBA 2K Mobile. Playing game events to collect NBA legends and rising stars to assemble your dream team and settle things on the court. Download NBA 2K Mobile now on the App Store and Google Play. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Pick Aside Podcast. My name is Joel Moran and I'm here with River Brown and Jabelez and this is now episode 228. In this episode, we are going to give our best backcourts, talk about the Jazz and Blazers hot start if the Mavs are too reliant on Luka, read some tweets and more. This is now episode 228. And if you guys were on our Twitter yesterday, if you guys were tuning in and active and looking at what we were tweeting, we put a three-leg parlay up of matchups, and it hit Keldon Johnson over Devin Vassell, Steph Curry over Donovan Mitchell, and SGA over Fred Van Vliet. $10 to win 60 NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Already winner on Boom Fantasy, man. That's, that's a weekly occurrence now. You don't miss. At, at this, at this time, miss. it's a weekly occurrence. Let me ask you guys. Do you guys end up going on Spaces? I know y'all were, were chatting. No, no, no. We no. didn't go on Spaces. No. All right. We didn't go All right. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. He had to go to Philly. I was, if you guys are not doing it, I'm not going to do it. Fair enough. Yeah, I just chill. <laughs> what were you in Philly for, man? Oh, my cousin goes to school out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just worked three 12-hour shifts in a row. Damn. Welcome to a manhood. 12 hours? I, no, I used to normal. do that. I used to do that. Well, yeah, I, I used to do that, sixteen actually. hours. Yeah, we used to do that what routine. What the hell are y'all on? Security. Sixteen hours. Yeah, CNBC. Yeah, sixteen. Man. Go to sleep for eight. Come back sixteen more. I'll be honest. Sure was ass. That's cause nah. Day one, I was really thinking like I was very very confused as to why I decided to go to nursing school. So that, this was for uh, nursing. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was crazy. Congrats to being nah, the man. My dad came home. I was eating my food. No, no, no. I was eating my food. <laughs> like, I just got punched in the face. <laughs> I was so sad. I was so upset. What do you do? Uh, So, this is a preceptorship. So, essentially, I work with a nurse. And whatever she does, I do. So, I've been given injections. These Some of these people really are in some really bad shape. So, it's a lot of cleaning them. It's a lot of taking care Damn. of them. Yeah, man. Sometimes it gets oh. pretty, pretty dicey. Boy, be cleaning shit. Yeah, but, you know, we need more nurses and podcasters in the world, right? That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> oh, man. What's well, the table? We could say one out of three is a nurse. <laughs> no, we're good. We got to keep grinding. We got to keep grinding. We got to <laughs> make sure this podcast should be hidden. Because I swear to God, <laughs> being in the hospital is, is going to be a tall task for me. And, and part of the podcast uh, keeping us afloat is supporting Boom Fantasy. Amen Click that them. link in the description to pot to ten plus dollars and stay tuned to what type of bets we're placing because you know we're gonna miss some. Of course, we don't win every single one, but for the most part, we'll, we'll win. I'll tell you what, it's it's been cool to see people taking a liking more and more to Boom Fantasy yeah. recently. Yeah, seeing it on Twitter, people are posting it. They're Locking winning up. on it. That's cool. Somebody talked about it today. How first Facts. time on Boom Fantasy, you already won something. I wish that was my first experience. I I placed like ten bets and I lost ten in a row. The 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 bet the three leg uh bet that you guys put up with 
uh, what was it? Keldon, Stefan, SGA. SGA. Yeah, that was a lock. Yeah, that was a lock. lock. There are some you can find locks on there for it, sure. It's just, it's just it, it's difficult. And you know, it's real too quick to talk about the Thursday night game. We thought we had locks, and then the Falcons just said, "We're gonna forget how to play football." Said, "Nah, forget about Cordero who had two touchdowns. Forget about Kyle Pitts, who's one of the best tight ends in the league last year." P.J. Walker hit. He only threw yeah. for like a buck and seven yards, but other than that. Unfortunately, the Deontay Foreman line wasn't out at the time, Facts. but that was something I would have easily taken that over. Was, that was a lock. If, if I, rush is not that if good. my line, if my three-leg parlay was P.J. Walker under Deontay Foreman over and Terrence Marshall over, I would have hit. Terrence Marshall did hit, but the one that we were adamant on was Cordero. Like, yeah. that was really the one that we thought was And he done. flopped crazy. He had five I rushes. I don't know what it is. They were giving the ball to Tyler Algier. He's not he's not a bad ball player though. Just think that you realize Cordero is the best out of the bunch for sure. But hey, what can you do? Yeah. Did you so, watch the Warriors game last night, bro? Yeah, I watched the highlights, not the actual game though. That man is crazy. There has to be a, a legit. There has to be a legit discussion about Steph being one of the best scorers of all time. Is he better than LeBron? As a scorer, he's easily better than LeBron. Easily, yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it, Steph Curry fan. As a score, he is. No, it's just funny the way you say shit. Um, He's nowhere near the level of LeBron. It sounds crazy to basket. say, but like when you break down like skill for skill, he's, more skilled. he's more skilled on the offensive end. <laughs> yeah, he is. LeBron's a more dominant there score. It is. But, uh, Finishing near the basket. It just sounds crazy to say, you know. LeBron's is still Shaq is good. a more, I don't know. Steph's scoring is more deflating than LeBron's. I mean, with LeBron you getting that mode, though. You say that he's though. the most deflating offensive scorer in the game. That's a different statement. No, with LeBron Steph, getting yeah, that mode, though. That's a different like, statement. Oh, no, no. LeBron. No, I think Steph is a. Tony gets it. When LeBron's hitting the jump shot, he's the best player in all of sports, like, by right, far. Right. That's he, a fact. He's hitting at 20% right. this no, year. So. Right. He's also 38 years old. <laughs> he's been kind of an average shooter. He's not nothing. I think LeBron at 38 is still better than any player on the Knicks this year. Damn. So keep it quiet there over there, all right? He might. He's hurt right now, though. You can't rely on him. I I can rely on Jalen Brunson. (laughs) R.J. Baird just had a (laughs) 30-piece. Listen, shout out to the young guys in the Knicks core. I'm just saying, at 38 years old, this guy that you're clowning still would be your best player. So watch it. And they're last place in the West. So watch. Exactly. They're last place Are they tied for last? Huh? Tied for last? I don't know. I think they are last right now. I think we're the second worst team in the league, though. Who's first? Houston? Might be Orlando. No, we're so, we're we're very very bad. This will be a great uh, comeback the if Rockets, you do it. The Rockets. Yeah. Are I was very generous even making them an 11 seed this year. My predictions. I thought we were all generous making them a playing team, like yeah. 10 seed and just. Oh, you, be- the- you believe they were better than the Kings? We know they're not better. Than well, the Kings. Kings are not in the. What are they in the play right now? I don't think they're in the play right now. I think they're. 11. I think they're 10 seed right now. They might like be you said. Seeds. What's the date? November 12th. Yeah. So we'll I see. Right the now. Kings are actually Lakers, good. Though. Yeah, the Kings are the 10th seed right now. The Lakers are good. The 10th. The Kings are actually good. I like the Kings uh, a lot. When am I going to get out of this misery, man? What, the Lakers thing? Yeah. Um. Yo, and also, real quick, I saw John talking shit about the AD trade with the Lakers and the Pelicans. Yeah, he lost I'm me like, with that bro, one. What are you? what are you? The, the, the Lakers gave up way too much for the Pelicans. We're talking about Anthony Davis when he was at his peak. No, Everyone was doing that deal. There was no one that thought the Lakers lost that deal in the moment. I mean, hindsight, hindsight, hindsight looks great. is so 2020. No shit. But he said David Griffith won. Yeah, like, bro. I don't know if he necessarily won. They haven't even made the playoffs. I'm not I think he got, got Brandon Ingram and good. shit like that, but the Lakers wanted to get rings. They haven't won a playoff series 
since that trade's happened, the Lakers won an entire championship. What 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 exactly did he win? Two of the players on the on the Pelicans that yeah, st- are, not, are not there anymore. Though. What? Say it one more time. That's Lonzo and Josh Hart. Not there you here. go. But at the same time, they Brandon haven't Ingram, done anything since. The only one they needed trade, to yeah. keep. He's him. Eventually, they'll win the trade though easily. I mean, if they have your pick, pick right, that's now. what I'm saying, bro. If this pick ends up being one or two, we're fine. But your goal was to get a chip, so. and we did it in year one. No parade. That shit is terrible. Uh, that was one of the weakest championships ever. Just from, I guess, a fan excitement standpoint, nobody really cared about that. I'm not. That's most least memorable. Definitely, nobody really brings what that do you shit mean, up. Mean least memorable. I don't think anybody talks about the that. Bubbles, right? the most uh, unique experience there was in sports. Probably is unique. But when you talk it's about just it's crazy not how you go when you from talk about like when we like conversations get brought up, when we talk about sports, the bubble does not get brought think, up. A lot. Think it's about it. To say not memorable is wrong. Twenty nineteen the least. Raptors win. That's wrong. Twenty nineteen the Raptors win. That was a great one. It was a That's more memorable. phenomenal more. memorable finals win. The Lakers win. Nobody really cares. Then the next year, Milwaukee wins. First time winning in fifty plus years. I, guess people I don't know. About that. People I care about like, the Lakers winning. You guys are just hating. No, it's the I'm least here. memorable. Because of the no parade thing. You know, you have the parade. The fans are involved. Come on, man. That matters. It doesn't really. It really does no, matter. No, it only cares for the fan base nah, and it cares the players, for the, obviously. Sports is a fan thing. The entertainment purpose. People that aren't fans of the Lakers don't care about a parade. Like the Astros won the World Series. I didn't give a flying fuck about the parade. Uh, that's true. You're also a uh, generation I'm a hater. Hate, yes, that's, okay. that's fair. But I, I'm done hating on the Astros. I told you that. When did you tell me that? I put it on Twitter. I, I said, didn't see it. On I Twitter. said we can't hate on them no more. Oh yeah, yeah, because we're just better than you guys. Yeah, we've be- yeah, we beat sure. yeah, cheating and yeah. not cheating. You yeah, just absolutely doesn't mid. matter. Yeah, we're mid. <laughs> no way around yeah, it. You know, Lakers. Are- and you're about to lose Aaron Judge. Nah, don't say that shit, man. Isn't he supposed to get like three eighty? A minimum, probably. God fucking damn. I hope he gets four. How many years? It's gonna be like eight. Ooh, eight years on one team. The contract is crazy. I mean, bro, that's baseball. A Rod was ten years, three hundred. Giancarlo signed a, a 13-year, 326. Bryce Harper signed a 10, 330. Trout signed a 14, 426, something around those lines. 14 years. Yes. Bro stuck with the Angels for life. Yeah, bro. I think, I think it's around that amount of years, but I know it's 426. It had to be him. Getting on to the first topic Facts. of the show. As you guys can see right now, Dells is not here. He's attending a wedding, but he'll be back for football. And Monday, we have a, a guest as well for football as well. Next week, we have a guest for basketball as well. So next week, we'll have guests for both shows. And I'll let you guys know who they Thank are. Thank you for that. <laughs> he did tell us who they are. So yeah, yeah. The football one? The football one, yeah, not the basketball, the basketball one. Yeah, because I just reached out today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for yeah. fucking telling us. <laughs> what are his initials? Well, he, he has a pretty it. cool YouTube. Why don't you just text it to us in the chat real quick? Yeah, right now. Do it right, right now. now. Live on camera. That's just insane how we don't Hurry know. up. Hurry up. Make it happen. Uh, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's that important. <laughs> um, I'll just tell you after the show. All right, bet. So first topic of the show, John Morant and Desmond Bain, they have been playing at a spectacular level. You can argue they're one of the best duels in the NBA right now. Memphis is 9-4. and four. Desmond Bain has taken a huge leap this season, something that Riv did not predict whatsoever. Now, Are we mentioning... Are, my, are we going to blow a spot up immediately at starting the show? About Moses Moody? You should go first since you're so quick to do it. No, no, no. It, I'm just curious. It it, I'm just curious because you love, 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 listen. love, love to bring up shit I say. The NBA season you is love fresh. love to do it. It doesn't bother me that you bring it up. I'm telling you, you can do it. It doesn't bother me. I tweeted it. 
<laughs> so first that, that off, might be the worst tweet of all time. So two questions Arguably. for the Memphis Grizzlies that I want you guys to answer. One, are John Morant and Desmond Bain, are they the best duo in the NBA, backcourt duo in the NBA? And number two, what are your thoughts on Memphis so far this season and them being a top of the West Conference once again? The backcourt duo question, I mean, we're saying Tatum's obviously a forward. Trey and, and DeJounte, I would personally lean John Bain. Why? Why? Because Ja is better than Trey. And, and, and what? And, ba- and, and Bain and, and DeJounte right is, is a tough conversation, no doubt about it. DeJounte is extremely complete. <clears throat> that is a very close competition, but I think because Ja He's not is extremely than, complete. He can't shoot consistently. Fair enough, but he's been knocking it down to start the season. Three-point shot? Yeah. He's been knocking it down to start the season. He's been knocking shit down when it matters. Yeah, for sure. And his mid-range, I appreciate that he actually takes the mid-range shot. Mid-range is do. firm. For sure. Um, but because Ja is better than Trey, I lean that duo. Uh, if we're going strictly duos, though, I can't say they're the best duo in the league. There's definitely a, few, a couple, only a couple that I would take over them. But if we're going off backcourt, yeah, I'd have them number one. Well, you're definitely not taking LeBron and AD over them, right? No. So talk about just duos. Who are you Can, taking over? Wait. Give me one second. Give me one second. You've really started this show with some animosity. <laughs> and I'm going to be fucking frank with you, Joel. I'm going to be frank with you. I'm not appreciating it a touch. So watch it. Because I you just said yes. I pro- yes, the answer is yes, but we don't need the unnecessary tidbits. No, it's, a, it's, right? a, it's a question. No shit. The Lakers are down bad. AD and LeBron are now, down two bad. Is I'm down crazy, bad. Bro. No, that, no, that's. I understand. I understand. So who's the best duo in the league to you right now? The best duo in the league is Giannis and Drew right now. Over JB and JT? They're number two, and it's very, it's, it's extremely close. That's very interesting that you would put them up there. Okay. I thought you would have JT and uh, Jalen Brown first. I I really want to put them number one, but Giannis and Middleton complement each other so well. Giannis, said Giannis, and Giannis and Drew. I apologize. That's what I meant. Giannis and Drew oh, okay, really okay. do complement each other very well. And they've played some great basketball to start the season. And this is all without Middleton. Very interesting. What do you think? Am I wrong in that assessment of... Best backcourt, you probably can make that that I argument. I think best backcourt right now, it can it can it can like can be on one day, it could be Trey and DeJounte. It can be on another day, Donovan and Garland, it can be on another day, John Bain. Um if this was the Garland of last year that we yeah, saw the stretch, yes. That's but like that's the thing. Like Garland, his eye is fucked up, but still he has to get it going. Like he has to figure it out. But like you see, like even when they played Boston, the potential of those two playing no doubt. at a great it's like, oh shit. And then Trey and DeJounte, like you see the impact DeJounte has. Yeah, but Ja and Bain, in terms of just like the type of offense they bring and the fact that Ja is like top ten in three point percentage right now. So the fact that Ja can shoot at the moment, I don't know if that's going to continue shooting at a ridiculous rate right now. And Bain is also, we, we can all agree, he's going to shoot like this for the rest of the season because he's a shooter. The fact that they bring you that and Ja is just that dominant at 6'3", I think right now you got to call them the back, best backcourt because of what they can provide on the offensive end. You know, Trey Young's efficiency hasn't been good. You know, offensively, he still has his moments where he makes bad decisions. And you can key in and stop him. DeJounte has been has saved Trey a lot this year. No doubt. But with John Bain, it's like they complement each other so well. They don't have off nights. It seems as so if they just don't I would have probably it. say backcourt John Bain right now, but duo? Oh yeah. I, I, I like JT and JB in front of them. I like uh Giannis and whoever, Middleton or yep. Drew in front of them. Um 
if MPJ was playing a little bit better, I would say I, I like the Joker and MPJ, but MPJ's been not. playing pretty well. Yeah, but he's not. I think Bane has been better. So for sure, and I think Josh has been just as good. So I think those would probably be the only two in front for me. But to talk about Memphis for a, just a little bit, you know, they just find ways to just plug in guys and have them play the system. You know, they play so hard, they play gritty. So it's a system thing. It, Memphis is. A I'm asking no, but it's 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 a system thing that that Bane is playing as well as he is. No, what the fuck? I'm just asking. <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm a, asking. No, it's a system thing with the way they just plug in guys ah. and they fit so well in the ah, system. Okay, that's amazing. Been playing fucking amazing. I did not. I'm, I can be the first. I did not see him playing at this rate. I thought he'd be like a um, 19 Moses, to 21. Moses I, I still do think. Ah. You know what I'm saying? I, I tweeted that, but uh, Bane has been amazing. Bane has been great. You know, this is it's only 13 <laughs> games. You know, so it's you November 12th. It's, it's November 12th. 12. So you know, you can run your victory lap but um no it's not a victory lap it's just hilarious just the disrespect you put on bane's name that's all that it is i'm just interested to see what they're gonna look like with jerry jackson back and how he's how how he's gonna adjust their game i do think though dylan brooks and steven adams to a lesser degree those are gonna be the positions that hurt him i feel like dylan brooks his shot iq like his shot diet stinks i'm with you there like he's not that great of a defender for he could do shit like that on offense and steven adams you know he sometimes he's unplayable in certain series so i i would love for them to upgrade those positions but for right now when jaron jackson jr comes back i think this team has potential to really make a real push in the uh, playoffs steven adams ability to pass is what keeps him on the court though yeah but i'm with you i know what you mean hey john bain are easily the best backcourt doing the nba right now mm-hmm. i don't think it's close uh, John Morant is averaging 29, 6-7. Desmond Bain, 24, 5-5. Five and five. and Shooting 45% from three. I remember two summer leagues ago. Damn. Not this one, but the one last year, summer league, when I was having this conversation with Riv, and I was saying, Desmond Bain in summer league, he looks like a legit playmaker. He's handling the ball. He could take people off, off the dribble. He can make really difficult passes. And we didn't see that much last year, but this year we're seeing it more where he's having more on-ball responsibility and he's been able to take that leap in his game as a playmaker. These two guys are both top 25 in PER. John Morant's 11th, Desmond Bain is 22nd. And before I talk about my top five backcourt duos, because I'm not going to talk about duos. I thought it was duos. Uh, No, it's just backcourt duos. Ah, it is backcourt. I apologize. Before I get into my top five, I just want to say this about Memphis. I feel like they were slept on coming into the season, and I overlooked them. Obviously, hindsight is twenty twenty, but when looking back at Memphis, I do question why I overlooked them so much because they have everything you need to trust into trust into a team. The consistency, you have an elite coach, you have an elite superstar player in John Morant, an elite supporting cast, fantastic culture, great chemistry, and most importantly, they're all young. This is a team that every every player is still getting better. John Morant, although he was an all-NBA player last year, he's still getting better. He's taking a shooting leap this year. Desmond Bain has gotten better. And the complimentary parts are, parts are amazing. They've gotten some good money, minutes from Jake LaRavia this season, who's a rookie out of Wake Forest. They just have the perfect system and a bunch of, and great continuity to where they're one of those teams that everybody, including me, should have looked at as a team that was, was either going to stay the same or get better. But because I think they made no splash moves, this team got easily overlooked. They didn't make a big-time trade or, or sign a big-time player. In fact, they lost Kyle Anderson, who I thought was a pretty important piece of them last year. 
they lost more than they gained this past offseason, but just the combination of them being young and those those players just getting better and trusting into into their development has led them to be one of the top teams in the West right now. They're 22nd in defense rating, but that's going to jump up when Jaron Jackson comes back. When Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back, this team is going to be a top 15 defense again, and they're going to be a legit contender in the West. I think that this – when you look at teams – Everything goes, everything is pretty much linear in terms of trajectory on a year to year basis. Memphis, a couple years ago, were a play in team. They barely missed a play in. I mean, they make the they make the playoffs, they lose in the first round of Utah. Then they make the playoffs as a second scene, they, they lose to go to the state. Now it feels like the West feels more wide open than ever. And if Memphis catches a spark in the playoffs, they have favorable matchups, this team could go to the finals. I'm starting to believe in a lot of the Memphis hype because you. of just how great the team is from a culture standpoint and from the players on this team. Top five backcourt duos. Number five is still Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Devin Booker is playing phenomenally right now. Chris Paul, his efficiency isn't there, but he does everything else well still. And I don't know why you guys are laughing. I don't know why you're laughing. Is there... Yo, we were just talking about Chris Paul. That's why. That's, that that's why I laughed. And then you said it's still Chris Paul. And the, that's the only reason why I number, laughed. Number he does five, everything, but score efficiently, yes. Number five sure. is Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And Phoenix is one of those teams that they're top of the West yep, again, yep. despite all the questions around them. Uh, no, they're uh, top five in offense and defense right now. They're yeah, a really good team. really good. Number four is Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. He had them. Look. He was going to get mad at me no, for having them. I thought we were doing only duos. I have them in my backcourts for oh, okay. sure. But I thought we were doing strictly duos. And obviously, this is most of yeah, off yeah. the strength I, of no, staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Number three him. is Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. It's a firm list. I, I do believe that if you take Darius Garland last year versus Mitchell this year and you combine those two players and get the same production, then they can be more up on this list. But I think it's kind of obvious that Donovan Mitchell being more on ball is kind of taken away from Darius Garland a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you can live with it because Donovan Mitchell is – uh, a fantastic elite level player. He's an offensive machine by himself. Darius Garland right now averaging 16 and eight. He's a great floor general, but is he the type of player that's going to take a, a back seat to Donovan Mitchell and now teeter around the 16 to 20 a game and just let Mitchell take care of most of the scoring duty. That is a legitimate uh, concern, I guess just for, for like where they rank in backcourts. Number two is Trey and DeJounte. They have been one of the best backcourt duos, the second best backcourt duo, in my opinion. There are nights where they are the best. Trey Young is not even efficient right now. And once he gets efficient, this team is going to look way better than they look right now, I believe. They look good already. Yeah, they, they look fantastic right now. And number one, you didn't is, give any Dejounte love just now. You want to just yeah, sprinkle a little love? Just Trey with was nuts. No, Dejounte. <laughs> you know, I feel like I've sing his praises all offseason long. Wow. We don't have to kind of dig too deep into Dejounte. We know where I stand on Dejounte. He's a phenomenal about, player. About worst tweets that I've had. Six oh, four. Sure. His no, wingspan is amazing. At least yours was a tweet. Came on the show. Dejounte <laughs> 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 Murray. <laughs> yeah, the league. At least yours is on Twitter. All right. Whew, that was a tough one. That was tough. I'm also conclusion. here laughing because my number five could be more laugh worthy than than CP3 and Booker. Number five, I have Dame and Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons really has come in. He has been a perfect complimentary piece to Damian Lillard. 
CP3 I, and and Booker where, yes, they've been a model of consistency. I just look at CP3 and I see how much his game has deteriorated on the offensive side of things when it comes to scoring more importantly. That I see, Anthony, I see Damian, the way that they are performing on the offensive side of the ball. And I just like that a little bit more. Number four, Stephen Clay, uh, for obvious reasons. Mostly because of Steph Curry and the way that he has been cooking this season. Absolutely. Steph Curry, I'm, I'm part of the fan club. I'm glad that Riv allowed me to, to join. Uh, Clay Thompson definitely needs to get it going. I think that with time, we'll start to see Clay cook up a little bit. But I am, I am more on the worried side than I am on the trustworthy side of Clay Thompson. Uh, number three, I, I feel like 3-2-1, you hit it right on the head. Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Darius Garland struggled up until this point, but it is because of the eye injury. You look at his eye, it looks like Gary Trent Jr. needs to, to do something when it comes to hand hygiene because his <laughs> eye is messed up. Uh, but Donovan has been spectacular. 31 points. You have the Cavaliers that are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference. He's been amazing. Number two, Trent DeJounte. DeJounte has come in and has been stellar. Very complete. You're right. The three-point shot could be a little bit better. It's around 32 33%. But everything else he's doing at a, high, at, a high, at a very efficient clip, I should say. He's getting to the basket with ease. He's facilitating. He's allowing the Hawks to have Trey play off ball, which is what we had anticipated a little bit because of how good of a playmaker DeJounte Murray is and how natural offense comes to Trey Young as well. And then Trey Young, who you mentioned it has been efficient, but even still, he's been cooking in his own right. And Atlanta, as a whole, has been playing very good basketball. And number one, it's got to be John Bain. John Bain have been the model of consistency. You look at these, the rest of the duos, and some of them will have off nights while one of the others cooks. But John and Desmond cook every single night. And Bain has to be the leader for most improved player right now, where he didn't get it last year because Ja. Uh, no, but that's what, I think he should get Over it Calvin at least. Johnson? Yes, he's averaging 24, almost 25 points, 45% from the three. He has been unbelievable. Isn't Keldon shot up like 10 points, though? Yes, but I think Bain was at... Nah, eight, not Keldon. Bain was at 18, 19 that's last Devin year. That's Devin Vassell. Facts. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Bain was at 18, Devin 19 Vassell, last then, year. You got to throw his name in there, too. Yeah, Devin Vassell should get MIP. Fair enough, but at well. the same time, you're going to have the Grizzlies, who are going to be probably at be the top the of the Western Conference. And then he's gone up from 18, 19 to 24, 25. If he can stay consistent, mm -hmm. it'll probably be his award to lose. Vassell went up 12 to 21. He'll that's impressive. If he stays there, he'll probably get it. Um, My first three is Ja Bain, yep. Trey DeJounte, Garland Mitchell. I think we all had the same. I, my last two is Dame, Simons, and uh, Nah, I see you. Why don't you have Dame and Simons? That's why I laughed. Yeah, now I remember yeah. why I fucking laughed. No, I didn't, I didn't know because I know Simons you had a little bit of a thing against Simons, so I wasn't sure. I don't. I loved Anthony Simons. Loved? ED? I've, I've been... Past I've things? been on the Anthony Simons uh, facts because you told me where he went to high school. I forget that that's why you he know didn't that tell he you went. that. No, facts. You're right. You're he right. didn't tell you that. You're, no, he asked me. Oh, yeah, yes, asked you. You just couldn't no, think I, of I it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not it's so weird. This revision is history. I literally came on the show and said Dame has said Simons is the next superstar guard in line in Portland. I love Anthony Simons. Love? Yeah. I love his game. I've been a fan of Simons for a while now. Then this why is don't you not sing new. His you don't sing his praises. You see, you love I feel like I'm the one who comes in and says Anthony yeah, you love Simons him in is secrecy. a baller. No, I've definitely I talked about Anthony Simons more S last same year. Same way about Desmond Bain. I feel like I haven't heard you. Oh no, no, that that's fresh. That is very that's no, very Desmond new. Bain. I love Desmond Bain, but he's not somebody that I've You've been, been throwing around the word love a lot <laughs> no, recently because I love their games. But Desmond Bain is not somebody that I thought was going to be at this level. 
Anthony Simons back when he was in a in his second year in the NBA, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought he was going to be good. Yeah, nah. So this is somebody that has been brewing, kind of like Trey Mann, right? Yeah. Trey Mann, yeah. I've been very high on Trey Mann since he's been a rookie, but I'm not going to come here every week and talk about him. You know, it's not that's not how I roll. So why CP and Book over Damon? Damon's been playing. I, I feel like better Max. than both of them. Yeah, and Damon's been playing. So I don't think better than D Book. I mean, even if you don't. They're like right next to each other. They they're next. I mean, Simons is a better scorer than CP3, and he's more explosive right now. There's no doubt. But CP3 is still at the top of the league in assists per game. His efficiency hasn't caught up yet, but I think it will eventually. I don't think Chris Paul staying at nine points per game for the entire season, shooting 27 percent from three. I think it's going to even out. What is going to go up to like 13? What do you mean 13 points per game? Yeah, not like talking about his percentages from three. No, but I'm saying like the, it's going to go like 13 points a game, 14. 15, 15, and, 15 and 9, 15 and 10, I'd take personally over 21 and 4 just for what the Suns have to do. Like for the, that Suns it's 22 team. and 5, just to give you that. Anthony Simon's a sneaky playmaker. Sneaky. He's sneaky. a he's a flamethrower. Nah, OD, nah, yeah, he's bro. A, he's He'll a sharpshooter. Just let it go. I mean, he I'm really not mad for like you guys that. having them at 5. I don't, I don't have any I just problem. think. You have them at 4? Or do you have him at five? I have Steph and Clay at five. I well, Steph and Clay's that. a better backcourt than Damon and Anthony. It's not, it's not a lot. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not. I it's don't not disagree. Lock, it's I the see, Clay yeah. guy. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. Steph, you're taking him over both. Well, and at least Steph, he's staying I'm, consistent. Steph, because I'm taking. Got, if, if, if I was going to do that, I would have put Steph and Clay at three. I would take them over uh, Mitchell and Garland, but I'm, I, I won't do that. It's much harder to do that, though, I than over I think it, it is. I'm going to be honest it? with you. I, I think Mitchell's better than Dame. I mean, but Damian Lillard has shown throughout his career you think, that what? at his best. Mitchell yeah. is better than Dame. I don't know if I can. I can what do you mean he's like, been better than him this year? Uh, they've been on the same level. He's averaging 30. Is it the points per game that matters the most? It's, he's, it's Mitchell's been all around. This has been thirty-five and five this year, on excellent efficiency. Dame has been great, man. Yeah, he's been he's great, been unbelievable. They both no been doubt. amazing. They both really have. They both been. been really, really. And fun. all those Simon's numbers, right Simon's numbers looks better than Garland's. No, Garland's. points wise, but I do think Garland. And I'll better. also give, I, I'll criticize where it needs to be. Anthony's efficiency could be a little bit better for sure, but at the same time. He's still showing confidence in his abilities, and he's still getting his buckets, still playmaking at a, at a very solid level for where it needs to be. Understanding that Dame's still the guy, but when he needs to get his, he'll take over. Come no, fourth no. quarter, he's not afraid. Are, 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 we, are we thinking of – no, nah, I'm not even going to say it. It's, it's a troll question. <laughs> it's, All right, you have to say it now. Uh, smart JB over Chris Paul or Devin Booker? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> – I would probably I'd I'd have to take SGA CP. Giddy? Nah, stop it, stop it. SJ has been crazy. But yeah, I'm no, trolling. You I'm gotta trolling. take yeah, I guess you have to take CP three. Yeah, yeah. You have to. Out of respect. It's a legend. I just feel like you guys think CP three is not gonna get better from this. He's like, been bad, man. He literally He's been It's bad. not that he can't get better. Well he can't because he's old, but well, he can. His efficiency's horrible no, right now. But that's not I don't think that's I, well, that I, is I get getting better. That's playing better. Playing better, I don't, like I'm, I thought you meant like getting better, like he can get better at his game. I think this is, I don't know, he, yeah. I don't know. CB three is still a big part of why they're a top four offensive and defensive rating team. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think it's been more Devin Booker and DeAndre Ian, but Chris Paul is definitely a part of that. Not even Mikael Bridges. Oh yeah, of course Mikael Bridges. I can't forget about him. This and was Cam Johnson. This was, was January tenth, twenty twenty two. I tweeted, Anthony Simons is ready. Trade Dame. 
Damn, bro. But that was nuts. I don't think you always got to work in extremes, though. That no. was kind of nuts. Why Trading. you got to work in extremes like we're that? We're not going to act like we were we were talking. Wait, so why can you look up that tweet, but you couldn't text us the the facts, the guests, uh, the guests? Oh, because we're this isn't a, <laughs> this isn't part of the show. That's so crazy to me. That's not extreme because last Should year be we're, names numbers. What's names numbers? I actually was just looking. We were at thinking. It. We were thinking of last year. Portland might have just went into a full rebuild. So Dame is uh, twenty nine points per game essentially, forty eight percent from the field, forty one from three, five rebounds, five assists. He's been amazing. Donovan might be a touch better right now. Donovan's averaging thirty one on six assists, almost a, almost two steals a game. 43% from three. You called him a Sounds like hawk. the same thing. 51. I mean, let's see his attempts. It's 22 attempts a game. Nah, Donovan but the six assists is firm. Yep. Averaging 31 nah, I, I on 22 attempts. I call him a ball hog a in Utah. I call him a ball in Utah. Nah, Donovan ain't strong. No he still averaged five assists in Utah. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He's always he's also, a, I mean, let's not, let me not say overall. I don't know. Well, Donovan's playing defense. Well, Mitchell's always been a really good passer. And he's always been a good defender. I told you that. You did tell you that. And he's locking in on defense. Look that. at him. I told you that. Pay attention. You did say that. I'm excited to see Garland healthy and him and, and Well, once that eye Donovan fixes and he can see, like, together, though. straight. Bro, it's still messed up, like, really bad. Yeah, I know. It'll get better. I'm sure if he wanted, to, if he didn't, if he wanted to really rest, it'd probably be a little bit longer for him to get back on the on the court, but he feels like he can see, so he's going to He had a pretty back. shitty road trip just now. That's very true. That's very true. But I think Donovan's it is. Continue to I think it is clear to wrap this up, though. I think it is clear that John Bain has have been playing at the best backcourt level of any backcourt right you. now. Who will it last? Yes. Like who? Who do you think will finish out end of the season the best backcourt? John Bain. John Bain. With Donovan and Garland, if Garland, I think came Garland back to and Garland Mitchell form. will finish. Yeah, first. Yeah, I think like as the best. I actually think like, that. Please don't say Stephen Clay. Trey. Trey, the, uh, Trey is going to be. <laughs> His efficiency is going to pick up, and he'll have better numbers so. than Ja. Stinks. And when JJJ comes back, Desmond Bain will go to like 22, is, 23. Is Trey better than Ja? You can make I think argument. they're pretty even, but I mean, I either think, or. I think right now it, people are going to say it sounds stupid because the way Ja is playing, but I think it's you not, can make the argument stupid, that Trey is a better basketball player. It's not a stupid player. statement, obviously. Both Trey and Ja are amazing. I mean, before the season came in, I had Trey over Ja. Yep. So Understandable. They do different things. They do do different things. I mean, Trey's a better playmaker than him. I think Jaws like a better clear. finisher than Trey. For sure. But Trey, in theory, is a better shooter than him. Do you say in theory because he should be? Because he's, he he's a better three-point shooter. Takes, just yeah. his efficiency is bad. Exactly. Yeah, his efficiency well, is not as logo, good as Jaws. Care. That, that's why. But in, in theory, like he should be a better shooter than Ja. Yeah, Jaws just more dominant inside the three-point line. For sure. He's just and Jaws' energy team. is just unbelievable also. I think Trey clears as a playmaker. That's that's a given. <clears throat> Trey's one of the best passers in the league. Facts. Trey Baldy Young. My mom swears Trey Young is the cutest player in the NBA. Is she serious? Yes. Really? It's like mom. What, wow. Okay. Do respect. What do we do? She doing likes what she likes. <laughs> All right. Sheesh. The Utah Jazz have been one of the hottest teams in the NBA to start the season. They're ten and three, first in the West, first team in the league to reach double digit wins. They have beaten the Nuggets, the Wolves, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies twice, the Clippers, the Hawks. That's a good No team there. with an over-under of less than 25 games has won seven games through their first 13. 
the Jazz are the best team in the Western Conference right now. And I know that with the Jazz, there's a lot of talk about, well, is it going to last? There's questions around that, whether it will last. Is Danny Ainge happy with the success? Will he blow up this team and then go into full tanking mode for a player like Victor? And I've been saying this since the Jazz started winning in the beginning of the season and watching them, I'm just like, they're a very fun team. They have the perfect combinations of shooters, defenders, ball handlers, shot creators. They're just a well-rounded team. They have a bunch of good role players and players that are playing above their level right now. I don't think Danny Ainge is going to tank. I don't think so. I think if the Jazz keep on winning, he is more than happy with the Jazz making the playoffs. Making the playoffs, the, people for, te- seem to forget that when Danny Ainge was in Boston after he traded KG, Paul Pierce, that there was talk about the Celtics tanking, and in the fourteen fifteen season, they make the playoffs with Isaiah Thomas, Marcus Smart, Jeff Green, Al Horford a collection of good players, but nobody stood out as the standout player on that team. And Danny Ainge has already said that it's assumed that's how I feel. Give me a break. I've been accused of building teams to lose before. It's never been true. I don't think Danny Ainge is going to tank. I think the Jazz are going to be a legitimate uh, playoff or playoff playing team this year. I think they are going to make it. I'm ready to buy stock in them. Like, I know a couple shows ago we talked about how if they're going to even make the play-in, I don't think that's a question anymore. I, I really do believe this is a 500 team, and with the teams and, and how the West looks right now, the Lakers not making a play-in. The, the, What's going on? The OKC Thunder are not making a play-in. The Houston Rockets are not making a play-in. Nope. The Spurs, Spurs, will they? I like the Spurs a lot, too, because they play really, unselfishly. Three or four? Are the Wolves? The Wolves, it's up in the air still. Wow. Uh, about well, they'll make the play, and I think so. But <laughs> their chemistry issues are for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Utah no, no, Jazz, the Utah Jazz. Will Hardy has done an exceptional job, and of course, the at the forefront is Laurie Marketing because he's been their star this season. But Clarkson has improved as a passer. He's doubled his assist total. They're seventh in three point shooting right now. They're fifth in the NBA in assist. And Laurie is one of six players this year to average 22 and nine this season. The other five, the other five players are players you'd consider at the upper echelon of the NBA right now. I, I really do buy into this jazz team. I think that even before the season, when we talked about the tanking teams of the Rockets, OKC and the Spurs, the jazz for me were quite easily the best, the best one out of all of them. And I do think there's this newfound identity with Utah and I don't, I don't believe there's this need to tank to just get this one player in Victor when, for one, if you tank, it's not even a given that you're going to get that top player. There's still only a 14% chance if you, you have the highest odds. And number two, they own Minnesota's pick this year that is unprotected. If Minnesota keeps going down this rabbit hole they're going on where we have team chemistry issues, you have fit issues, and they're losing, the Utah Jazz can very well get a top 15 or maybe even lottery pick from Minnesota, and they can build their roster with that pick. They have a ton of assets, and I don't, I really don't believe that the answer to all this team's problems is Victor, I never, and I never believed it. 
<clears throat> I don't. Um. Oh, I think you're. What are you? Uh. So you're buying stock. You said. Yeah. And you've given up on Minnesota. No, I haven't given up on Minnesota, but the problems are real. What are you? Uh. One in one at the moment on your take. One. In, don't be uh, me. L at the moment on Minnesota. Don't be w me. on Utah. I get. I mean, for real, W on Utah because I got laughed at for putting them even as a 12th seed, and now that's very wrong. Did Does he get a W for that? Putting them as a non-playoff team and there's a playoff team? Uh, we do we give him a W? For uh, that? I'll give I give him I'll, I'll give him okay, credit a little bit for writing little credit? for sure. Okay, so I'll give you some credit. Well, I definitely said the Lakers want to make the play in, and they're not going to make it. I just said I give you some credit. <laughs> <laughs> um, to talk about. Utah for a sec. You mentioned it. Will Hardy instilling that culture. I agree with you to a degree. I think winning and not tanking, um, just going out there, playing hard every night, you definitely can build a culture that way. You know, kind of in the same breath that the Brooklyn Nets team did with D'Lo, Karis LeVert. They built a little bit of culture. You know, they were the underdog team. They had a lot of fun. This Utah Jazz team so efficient, and it just feels like – Every guy knows their capabilities. They know their roles. They don't step out that's of their role. They don't do too extra. They play within themselves. And that's what keeps them scoring at a high rate. That's what keeps their three-point percentage up. That's what keeps them winning. Defensively, offensively, Will Hardy gets these guys to buy in. Can Am I ready to buy stock yet? I think I'm going to wait a little bit until, like, January. I'm going to give it about a month. You know, the, the season's about to start kicking in for real, for real. December is that time where you can see, like, I, like there's times where teams go on this run October, November, and then they fall off a cliff, or there's shit October, November, and then they do their thing, you know? It so It rarely I, happens, though. You said what? It rarely happens. What do you mean by that? It happened, like, twice last year. The, the Wizards last did it, year, and the Celtics did it. Yes, this is what I mean, though. <clears throat> last year, the Wizards started off hot, and then they came down to earth. There's like a, like there, twice. There is a lot of reasons for that, though. Bradley Beal got hurt. Wes Unsell Jr. is not the coach that he people thought he was going to be those first couple games to the, into the season. They have actually did studies on this, and they went back all the way to the 1999 season. Teams that have started as good as the Utah Jazz, there have only been one scenario where they don't make the play in the playoffs, and the Wizards last year were one of those teams. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not saying. I know, I know, but statistically, yeah. this t- statistically the stats back up the Jazz and how they actually are legit. Yeah, and it's not just a phase, and I'm, especially given the teams they've beaten. I don't. Oh no, yeah, I mean, buy stock is in like calling them a right away playoff team. You know, I still think there's some teams that could still make the. They could still drop to the play-in, losing the play-in. But this is a tough team. You know, you can't knock what they're doing. You can't knock what Danny Age is doing. Am I ready to say they're a playoff team? Like I said, I don't know. You know, there's still teams that got to get it to go. And, you know, I think the Lakers, garbage. You know, the Kings and the Warriors are, are still garbage. fighting for a spot. Portland's hot. Will they continue yeah, to be hot? Yeah, the Kings hot? are great. I, I just gave the Kings some props. I said the Kings Razor. and the Warriors. Exactly. I don't know about great, but they're exciting to watch. The Kings and the Warriors, they're fighting for a spot. Okay, see, I think they'll fall off eventually. But, you know, that's a game you can't sleep on. That's a team that can beat you on any Five given night. Five and six, great. The Kings. No, I didn't call them great. No, I know. I'm just no, saying. No, all like, their losses have been like, like a couple possessions. That's bad. It's not good. No, they're they're closing out games now. They no, are. You just said all their losses. And have the, been... the Warriors just beat them recently. You you saw the game and yeah. the refs folded a call. The refs folded a call. Yes, Kevin Herter was fouled. That's why they lost. So yeah, they, that one call. Did you watch the fourth quarter? Answer the you question. You know that call Answer was Answer the question. <laughs> so you're just gonna look it up. You're so not gonna another, say you watched the fourth another quarter. Another question that I do have is. You're saying that you'll 
you can see them teetering around a 500 team. So you're just saying that you don't see them continuing this level of play. No, I don't. Okay. I, I, I mean, teams right now are not hitting threes on them. Very true. Uh, they're hitting threes uh, I mean, at a... I okay, Keep going. I don't know if that's the statement that I want to agree with, but go ahead. Teams right now are not hitting threes. Just teams haven't figured it out yet. Teams right now are very bad at shooting against them, and I don't quite attribute that all to their defense. I think some of it definitely is true. Uh, but yeah. I think teams are also just kind of in a slump, and there is a an overlooking factor to this team right now where – for sure. We get into November, we get into like December, January. Teams are not going to be overlooking That's the Jazz anymore. I do think they're a 500 team. They're a playing team for sure, in my opinion. They're one of those teams that I, I think are going to be 500, so 41 wins are better. I, I do think that Vegas got this extremely wrong, just like a lot of people. They're going to win 41 or more games this year. All right. Um, They've been playing. So did you watch that fourth quarter? Because you tried to look something up instead of answering the question. I wanted to know what the final score of the game was. So you didn't watch the fourth quarter. I don't care about the fourth uh, quarter. Of course you didn't. You're going to blame the game on the one play instead of just watching the fourth quarter. Yes, but you know Kevin Herter was fouled. I understand that, was a big that but play. that's not why they lost. To talk about the Utah Jazz. Sorry, I apologize. It's okay, man. Talk about They've the been playing very Kings. good basketball on both sides. I know, that's crazy. Uh, especially when we're talking about the and Utah they Jazz. they play the Warriors again tomorrow. They would at least win to OT if Kevin Herter goes to the They play the Warriors again tomorrow. In Sacramento. Get, get one win. Sacramento can win. They no. haven't won yet. You know that, right? Yeah, but they can win. But, so win. You think they're going to win? Who? You. The Kings? Yeah. Hell no. I think the I Warriors think will win. I, I think they're going to win. All right, well, win. Come on. We've been waiting. You guys have been trying to win. You know, win. They have been winning five and six. Ten seed <laughs> that's, right that's now. Not, that's not winning. Aaron Fox, you slept on him. I did. Yeah. That's a shame. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's really good. He's, will it last? I mean, Darren yeah, Fox has been good. What are we doing? He's been good. Will Aaron Fox is playing at an elite level this year. Will that elite level last? You make it seem like it's been lasting. Yeah, it's going to last the entire season. Entire. Yeah, he. It's not. He's averaged twenty seven in the in in, in the NBA. NBA he's never averaged twenty seven in his life. I was going to say I think it's twenty five. Twenty six. It was twenty five. Yeah. yeah. Either way, come on. It's, I'm sorry. It's he tried points. the line. He it's just two tried the line. Points now. though. Right now he's averaging twenty six. He averaged twenty five in twenty twenty. Yeah, but the so difference he is he's, he's been a better he's been a better shooter. Can I talk this year? That's about the Utah w. Jazz? And please. you know that. He has, and that will last because he was in the gym all summer. Everybody's in the gym all no, summer. No, but he That's uh, not made a different true. level of commitment. Everyone Read the article on the Athletic. They wrote about him, hey. and they, he he had a honeymoon this this off season. He took his trainers on his honeymoon, and he was working every day in the gym. I'm sure his wife appreciated that. I'm sure, that was cool. Like what the hell? He was bought in. Listen, man. He was bought in. Imagine That's your once-in-a-lifetime thing. You're like, yeah, I'm going to bring my trainers with me. Bro, he got, he got to take the game to the playoffs. respect the grind. I'm just saying. Like, come on. Could have took a week off. We're all human. Yeah. That being said, the Utah Jazz, second in offensive rating, second in defensive rating. What has that's been— That's the thing that's getting me. I don't know if that, that will defense last. Defense being yeah. second. But offense, too. Especially because you obviously lose Rudy Gobert, and everyone says that Rudy Gobert is the main reason why this defense is as good as it is. But— the real reason, it seems as if this team now is not self-centered. And that's why I was mentioning the Donovan Mitchell being a ball hog. And I meant that very loosely, but I mean it more so in the sense of last year they were bottom five in passing the ball last year. This year, they're top ten. Last year, they were bottom they were bottom five in the league in assists. This year, they're top ten. There's a lot more ball movement. There's a lot more trust in each other. And sure, there is a little bit of this, the – other teams going against Utah Jazz and them not taking them as seriously as they should. But it's the NBA. Any given night, any team can beat anyone. And the Utah Jazz are playing with a chip on their shoulder right now, and they're playing great. 
You mentioned Laurie Markkinen and the things that he's done. He's been spectacular. A big part of this team also is that they're a very lengthy squad. They run out Kelly Olenek, Laurie Markkinen. That's two seven-footers. Jaden McDaniels, that's a six eight guy right there. Vando. Excuse me. Yep, he's been great. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you caught me by surprise. Um, six eight, great on the defensive side of the ball. Nah, six nine. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> and then off the bench, Vando. You, have, you, have, you have Colin Sexton and you have Malik Beasley who come in, and they are now the second leading team in bench points right now. They have been a very complete unit. They are playing very high-level basketball right now. Last basketball show we had, I was out because the Wizards really have led me in the wrong in in the direction of I don't know if that team can continue to play at this level because they had people confused and they end up being who we thought that they would be. But this team is a similar in in a similar spot, but they've been very very consistent night in night out. I want to say they're definitely a playing team. Playoffs, I do have to wait and see because you mentioned it. We haven't seen the Golden State Warriors really get going. The Clippers haven't really got going because Kawhi Leonard has not been playing. The Nuggets, Jamal Murray really hasn't hit his full stride. The Timberwolves have be- have just been beyond the word disappointing. So there's a lot of things that we haven't been expecting. The Pelicans have been not just not have their entire starting five every single game Pelicans? so far. Pelicans are one of those that I feel like can get going as well. I want to say they're playing for sure, guaranteed, signed, and sealed. But the playoffs, I I still need to wait on that. They, go, they will have to win the playing, and I don't I, know if they I can feel do like it defensively. This is you. You mentioned how you don't think the defensive part of their game can continue. I feel like defense. We've said it all along is an effort thing, yep. and they've shown that they will. They they are a team full of effort. Maybe the offensive rating doesn't stick around. Oh, and another thing I want to say. Jordan Clarkson starting now as opposed to coming off the bench. We thought that Colin Sexton would be the starter and Jordan would resume his role as a sixth man. The coach has decided to to make Jordan the starting guard. He's a better player. And he's having a career year in assists, having career high in three-point percentage. He's been playing fantastic ball. Okay. I feel like the offense is one of those things that I look at, and maybe that might take a dip. But on the effort side of things, that's where you see it in the defensive part of, of the game. I think that that continues to to be at a high level as well. I think Joel thinks that that was. Uh, I'm waiting for you to respond. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just don't think being top two in offense, top two in defense, with this roster is just going to last. You know, that's cre- fine. That's credit fair. to them. You know, they've been playing hard, but it's just. And then when they get to the playing, like I don't know. It's, you still like chips on the table. Cards on the line, you still need a guy. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know if Laurie Markkinen at the end or Jordan Clarkson at the end could be your guy when you play a team like if you have to fucking see the Pelicans in a play, playing game or you still got to see Minnesota, which is still a tough game, or you got to see Golden State in a playing game or a Clippers team. Like, you yep. still need a guy. And I don't know if Laurie, Laurie's been fantastic, he, he's man. Been, he's been really, really fucking good. But have I don't, we spoken I don't, about the FIBA World Cup and that being a factor in Laurie Markkinen's game. I think it's a huge factor. But have we touched on it a little bit? Because he came in, he was dominant in in the World Cup, second in points. He's come in taking that same work ethic. He said, "Well, this is the first time in a while that he's been given the keys. He didn't get in Chicago. No, didn't. Cleveland, obviously, he wasn't going to get it. So this both situations, he was the fourth option. Mm -hmm. Now this is the one time he's the guy. Yep. So I guess it's just more. You know, I'm saying more. More touches. More touches lead to." opportunities and he's been doing his thing and executing offensively he's been really good he's always been, he's always had the potential but I think Joel said it like last week Jim Bolin fucked him up Jim Bolin sure. was a terrible coach yeah so and Lori was also getting her in the process of being in Chicago That's so he true. could never 
fully get it going, kept switching out coaches, kept switching out roles. So he never fully got to get that ability. And then when he went to Cleveland, he was relegated to a role, which he played fine, and he was a good defender, good three-point shooter. They played the three-big lineup, which was great for Cleveland. And now he's at Utah, and he's bringing all that shit together and putting it into one, and Will Hardy is maximizing his efforts. And you had the Jazz winning 15 games this year. I didn't. Because that's just such a... 15 games, I feel like that's so that's specific. That's such a specific number. Did I? Nah, you had the winning 23, though, for sure. I didn't have them winning neither of them shits. You had them 15 seed in the West, though. Oh, yeah, I did have them 15. You had them 12. I had the Jazz 12. Let's go. I knew it. I knew it. You had, you, we all had them not making the playoffs. What are we doing here? I knew that you I had, had the Jazz 15, not though. 14. That's not different from 12, bro. I pro- nah, that's a major difference. Did you have them actually at 12? Yes. Yeah. All right, so I had them at 12, too. I had the Lakers at 11. So we're, so we're lit, you and me, Jazz? Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys had them 12. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I'm not bragging about having them 12. <laughs> they're like, that first. They're, they're yeah, they're complete. unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, uh, what you had, Lakers at 11? Yeah, they were not going to make the plans for me. <sighs> wow. Whatever. Care shocker, I don't care. You do. It hurts you like badly. It's okay though. Two and ten. I just want to watch good basketball. You can't. <laughs> can't. <laughs> can't. And just don't watch the Lakers. They're actually a comedy show. Why you guys, are you guys no, being you guys are so rude? Horrible. Like you guys I know. You, you guys thought it was a Westbrook problem. He doesn't play. You still lose. Westbrook comes back off the bench. You're still losing. 80s, uh, LeBron's out. You're still losing. LeBron's gonna come back. You're still gonna be losing. There's literally nothing you can do to fix it. Pat Bev stinks, too, He's by the bad. way. He's, He's just bad. running. He really is now He's legitimately just, yeah. just running around doing anything. He was supposed to come in and be our three-point shooter. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, he was able to shoot. He was with the Timberwolves. It's just the Lakers. They, they just ruin everything. It's too much pressure. That's what it is. He wasn't even a good shooter with the Timberwolves, though. He was just he a, shot 39%. He was just their heart and soul, bro. Let me know if I'm wrong. I'm almost positive. 34. Oh, God. I don't know where I got 39 from. I think in the corner, maybe. Even if, I don't know. So up next, what I want to talk about is Boom Fantasy. Obviously, we won the the three matchups that I talked about earlier. And people have been talking about in the comments that uh, stop, stop making plays for... Early the early games because by the time this podcast comes out or they listen to it, that the game's already ended and they can't you know put their picks in. That's fair. So we're gonna do it on games that are gonna happen later on in the day tomorrow because right now this is Saturday. We're recording on a Saturday, so this is for the Sunday night football game. Boom fantasy three leg parlay. You can put ten dollars to win fifty, ten dollars to win sixty dollars. Sunday night football: the Chargers versus the 49ers. First pick. Austin Eckler over 42 and a half rushing yards. Word in the street, Niners are getting eight players back on Sunday. Oh, yeah. They're getting a lot of their players back. So uh, you said Austin Eckler what? Austin Eckler over or under 42 and a half rushing yards. So if this was his TD. Keenan was ruled out. Mike Williams will not be playing. It could just be a big get Austin Eckler the ball any which way they can. I think can, he'll be more reliant in the pass catch. Which is more than fair to say, Riv. I'm a, 42 ain't bad. I'm, uh, fuck. Is it 42 or 48? 42 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go over. I always go over. You know what? I'm going under. Uh, give me give me over. Give me over. Okay. 
I literally always go over. Eckler I could have had like 20 under. yards, but 110 like passing yards. Yeah, no, nah, Eckler really could get it going in the pass. Eckler is going to go under on this. The Niners have the best rush yeah. defense oh, in yeah. the NFL. The Chargers offensive line is not good. And Eckler, in over half his games, sit the under on this. He's not been a good rusher this season. He's had one big-time game. They're going to spam him. He has 10 touchdowns. Next pick, go. Christian McCaffrey over or under 74.5 rushing yards. Chargers rush defense is not good. Hit the over. I'm hitting the over. This, for me, is easily over. I think he's going to get 100 yards rushing. Big day. And last one, Jimmy Garoppolo over under 1.5 touchdowns. 1.5. It's a good two. Chargers defense is not great. Give me the under. 1.5. Mm. Is Debo playing for sure? Mm-hmm. A lot of red zone action. I think they'll get a lot of rushing TDs. Give me the under. I'm going to go over on this one. Garoppolo's been sneaky good this year. It stinks. I'm going over. I think he gets two touchdowns okay. at least. Okay. I, I do think so. All right. The Chargers are not a good team. And now this is matchups because I I've, I just feel like there's better matchups luck when are, it comes yeah, to matchups. Fair enough. But, you know, some of these games will be at 1 o'clock, so be wary of that. If you want to make your picks, then Get them in early. listen to the yeah. podcast early. First one is Justin Fields versus David Montgomery plus five rushing yards. This is hilarious. Interesting. Um, I hmm. I feel like the Lions game plan has to be around stopping Justin Fields. They just saw Justin Fields go berserk against Miami. Even still, I, I feel like I just might trust Fields a little bit more. Plus five means Montgomery has to Get either, I, I, yeah. If Montgomery has 34 yards and Fields has 39 yards, then Montgomery wins. So he that gets matchup. the five yard cushion, yes. He does. Give me Fields, man. I'm gonna go Fields also. I'm going Justin Fields because I do think, regardless, Khalil Herbert is the yeah, guy facts. in the offense Ooh, as a runner. The guy, the yeah. guy, the guy, Khalil Herbert's better than David Montgomery <laughs> pretty easily for me as a rusher, all around, just all around. He's a better player. I, I, that's a strong statement to make. He's just a better player. I feel him. where you're coming from because Herbert is not a like he's a, he's a good running back for sure. I like Dave Montgomery. I think that they understand Herbert's good and that Montgomery's going to get a contract. So why not? Montgomery's give the, the third best one? running back on that team. Take it easy. Fields is better. Well, I don't really care. I just look at the burst and how fast they are. And Montgomery. Their look at the last couple of seasons. Montgomery's been a very good runner. He's a slow poke. Slow. Yeah, he's hey, not that slow fast. Slowpoke's <laughs> funny. <laughs> <laughs> Herbert has so much burst. Yo, he does. He does. He bursts. He's a little bowling ball, too. Next matchup is Dak Prescott versus Aaron Rodgers plus three passing yards. I'm going Dak. Aaron Rod- Well, Rodgers has been throwing a lot of yards. It hasn't resulted in touchdowns, but he's one of the league leaders in yards. I'll take Dak. But I'm going to go Dak. I feel like Dak's going to have a really good game. I'm going Dak Prescott as well because I, I do think this Cowboys defense shuts down the Packers. Next one is Amari Cooper plus five receiving yards versus Jalen Waddle. Coop's been firm this year. Interesting. Brown's defense really has not been good. Neither has Miami's. It has not. This is, but I, I, I'm gonna have to go. But sometimes Tyree gets a bulk of the low. They both eat. They're both top five. I think Waddle has the better day. I'll take Waddle. The safe answer is Jalen Waddle, and I'm feeling safe right now. I'm going with Amari Cooper. That's a good pick. He's going to have a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. The Browns' offense is going to pick apart the Dolphins. Real quick to chat about it. Did you see Chris Sims' top five corners in the league? I didn't see it. One, he had Sertan, which was lit. Howard was two. Two was Xavier Howard. Trayvon was three. Slay. 
Four was like, and yo, good stuff. Five. Yes, and Sauce was five. I've seen it because I quote tweeted. But Xavier being two, I was, like, I was shocked at that. Xavier, I feel like he hasn't been good this year. Big plays too low, baby. Should have been one or two. Slay might he Slay low key. If you put Slay one, I'm not mad at it. Should be at least three. I'm, I, listen, Sertan being one, he's been absolutely lock up all season. Should he's at going, least he's be playing, three. He's playing man on man yeah. against these guys. Sauce being up this firm. It's fine because he has the numbers. Firm. Howard, I was surprised by though. Bro, he at looked, least like that high. Oh, I was two? like, yeah, I was like, Has I don't be- think he's been top. He's five. been better than Tra- 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 Trayvon no. Diggs. No, that's why I saw two. I'm like Howard. I looked at it for a second. That was crazy. It was like I liked parts of the list. I heard Chris Sims so don't miss though. So Appa- allegedly, allegedly, I'm off. Man. I'm off that. I'm not with that statement. Oh, that's because he does not. A, he's not a big Tua fan. He's, uh, I mean, he needs to read a book. It's simple. He's not a big Tua fan. He had Jalen uh, Jalen Hurts over him, which. Jalen Hurts been awesome. It's I like better. You don't like that? <laughs> he had Joe Burrow over him. Casual. <laughs> <laughs> he had Jimmy Garoppolo over him. Really? That's also That's dumb. That's fucking crazy. It's also dumb. Nah, it might not be that crazy. Right now, come on. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> it's not that crazy. Read a book. Has open, Tua been to Super Bowl? <laughs> Trent Dilfer. Better than mm-hmm. almost every single Jets quarterback ever. I guess, fuck yeah. Rex Grossman. Better than Chad Pennington? I'm asking. Been to a Super Bowl? I'm asking. Been to a Super Bowl? It might, it might be. Ooh, Rex Grossman? Yeah. Yes. Tough. Far, firm. Come, like, <laughs> David sucks. Yeah, that's a, that's an Eagles legend. That's what I'm saying. He really has a statue. He should. He's that's the greatest true. Eagles player ever. <laughs> so we just he gave us you the guys moment ever. We just gave you guys three picks for toss ups on the Blue lots. Fantasy and three picks for matches on Blue Fantasy. Go to our link in our bio and click on it and sign up and use those picks because I think th- these are gonna these are gonna hit this week. I'll tell you one what, of them. Boom Fantasy. It's been fun. It's been fun it's been recently because we've been one of them. Action. One of them are gonna hit. I love when people send us pictures of the picks hitting. Of course. Like shout we, out to we y'all. We just won y'all money. That's why we gotta start going unders because everyone goes overs and that's how you lose money. Now nah, we gotta start yep. being tactical. We're also doing a Modern Warfare Two giveaway, and if that's you sign fact. up for Boom, you get entered in it automatically. So click that link in the bio. When's that over? When are we stopping that? I guess in a week or two. Okay, uh, fair enough. Maybe we stop it at the end of the month, but I know people want to play Modern Warfare Two fast. So you know what? When does when does Warzone come out? Because that could be the day that we stop it. Because Warzone ha- isn't out yet, and I know that Is Warzone... It? No, it's not. It's oh. not released yet. Why? November 16th. There we go. That's when... Oh, so it's in a couple days. Yeah, in four days. All right, you know, exactly. we'll, we'll give them two days after that. So the 18th, That's we'll Wednesday. stop it. Yep, there we go. 18th, we'll stop it. And the Modern Warfare oh, 2 giveaways for... Nah, because it's too soon. And the Modern Warfare 2 giveaways for any console. So whether you have PS4, PS5, Xbox, whatever, you know it's what? for You're making a good point. We've had this Modern Warfare 2 drawing for a little while. We'll cut it on Tuesday. Stop so Tuesday's you your last day. You ain't going to find the dude until like Wednesday. Honestly. I'm with you. That's so facts. So Tuesday's the last day. 16th. To, yes, the 15th. 16th. Tuesday's 15th. the 15th. Wednesday's Tuesday 16th. is the 15th. Facts. I got you guys. We should 16th. just end it the 16th. The, way, the, the day, day that it comes out. out. Yeah. All right. Well, by the time the episode comes out, it will be 12. It will be. <laughs> so it you can just be. cut right it. Right now it's 12. No, no, no. He's saying 12 oh, o'clock. Tuesday. Midnight. Because, you know, we're going to get in here at 6. We ain't going to record. It's like 7.38. Stop blowing our spot, bro. They don't need to know that. That's, that's, That's facts, though. <laughs> Another surprise in Western Conference has been the Portland Trailblazers. They're 9-3, and three, and that's with Damian Lillard missing a couple of games. They made some good offseason acquisitions with Jeremy Grant specifically. He's been really good for them. 
Is this the best team that the Blazers have ever surrounded Dame with? Um, while Dame's been the guy, Dame's been the guy for a while. Um, yes. and even if it was one A one B thing with L A and him, I don't that fourteen fifteen Blazers team was good. Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is the most talented team. I do think though, in terms of fit, grit. So, know, what's the most talented team though? I do like that. 14-15. Uh, no, well, because well, they all played at the same time. I like the team with uh, Dame was at the one. They had Wesley Matthews, Batum. Facts. L.A. That's the 14-15. Like, well, they played like a couple years. And then I like the team with Seth Curry. Well, and I only them, say the 14-15 because they had 51 wins. Yeah. I, yeah. Sorry. You know. Um, I like that I that team that beat um Houston in the first round and then played the Spurs. Uh, yeah. I like that team. That, team that, was, that was different. That was this. That was Dame time. Yeah, yeah, he does all this type of shit. Um, but this might be the most talented. You know, Josh Hart is an underrated player. Jack of all trades. Jamie Grant slept on. He's a really good player. He's shown the ability to contribute on playoff teams in his career. Um, Nurkic is that guy when he's healthy. You know, he's a really also a really good player. Simons has stepped up in that second role, that CJ McCollum role. He's done fine. Um, Nasir Little, he's been steadily improving his game been. as he's gotten to the league. I just think like in terms of like, because I remember coming into the season, GP hasn't really even played much. But I remember coming into the season, we thought, like me and Joel was texting about it. We was like, yeah, that starting five is probably going to have to put in a lot of work for this team to make a run. But this team with Chauncey Billups, who I've always been, I, I loved him as a coach. Like I always wanted him to get a spot. Um, with this team, they're building an identity in Portland, a real genuine identity of getting in on defense, playing hard every night. And you look at this team, you know, this team may not be the most talented in the West, but this team fights every night. They know who their two guys and two guys are and one through five. They give it that effort on the defensive end. This may not be the most talented team, but in terms of like the culture, in terms of like the grit, the defense, the mindset, the IQ, the intangibles, this is probably their best team in terms of that one through five, six, seven. They get it done. They play for each other. So you got to give them credit. You got to give Chauncey Billups credit. And even when Dame is out, they've been play hard. playing hard play regardless. Hard. You know, they've been playing team basketball. And that's what you want to see. You know, he may not have the talent or that, you know, that superstar that everybody's been one Dame to have, that real assertive number two. But he's got Josh Hart. He's got Jeremy Grant. He's got Nurkic, who they've had. They built a connection on the court in their pick and roll. He's got Simons, who we've seen against that Denver game. He just got heated That's and lit up the Denver Nuggets, and he blew them out. So you watch this team. This is a good team, bro. This is a team that fights. I don't know if it's their most talented team, but I think, like, culture-wise and how they play, I like this team. What's your opinion? I think this is the best team Dame has ever had. <clears throat> I do. Outside of... Oh. At least it wasn't full. Yeah, it wasn't. There's actually nothing open. in it. No, it's something in it, just a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Not a lot, though. Thank God. Not a lot to do some damage. The 14-15 team, I guess, is a runner-up, but, you know, you have Batum, Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews was nice Marcus Aldridge, Robin Lopez. <laughs> they were okay. I guess they were okay, but I guess when they were fully just focused on building around Dame, the best team was the 18-19 team when they made the Western Conference Finals. And that team is not better than this team. Their starting forwards were Afru Kaminu and Mo Harkless. This team, you have Jeremy Grant and Josh Hart. And, I think they're Josh better. They're, they're better players. CJ McCollum is better than Anthony Simons, so there's that, and they both have had Nurkic. But the bench on that hey, team— Hey, don't sleep on Seth. He was off the bench. No, but I'm saying don't sleep on Seth, man. The bench was more talented. Ennis Cantor, Rodney Hood, Seth Curry— and then after that, it kind of uh, dwindles down, like Zach Collins, Myers Leonard, and Evan Turner. But this team, 
they they might not have the name brand of those players off the bench there, but Justice Winslow has been a very good scrappy all around player for them. He's been he's been a very good hustle player for them. Keon Johnson is coming into his own and he's doing all the little things. Drew Eubanks playing with confidence. Nazir Little is also a good player off the bench, and Shaden Sharp has these moments of flashes, but he's nowhere near consistent right now. I just really think this team is the best off the starting lineup, though. And this is the first time in a in a fully built-around Dame era where Portland is bought in on defense. They're fifth in defensive rating right now, and that's because of Chauncey Billups. They throw a lot of different coverages at teams, and the main difference from this year to last year was that last year they had Yusuf Nurkic blitzing ball handlers to where this year they're kind of having them um, hedge more, playing into drop coverage, doing things that are more suited to his strengths. And, and Chauncey has gotten the best out of this group. And Jeremy Grant, when Dame is not played, he's averaging 22-5-4. and four. When Dame plays, he's averaging 19, shooting 44% from three. So efficient. Jeremy Grant, he had that year in, in Detroit where he was an all-star level player and he was an MIP running. Very next year, he's inefficient again. But Detroit was a losing organization, a losing team. There wasn't nothing for him to play for. This is the first time we're seeing Jeremy Grant in a situation where his role is elevated to more than just a role player when he's in a winning situation. On Denver, he was a winning situation, but he was an afterthought offensively. Now he has been asked to close some games, and he's delivered on delivered on that. And I think he's the perfect Chauncey Billups player. This Portland team, I, I think, is the best that Dame has ever had. I do. Amongst when, you know. He's the guy. He's the guy. I do think this is better than the 18-19 team. Whether they go that far is to be determined. But I think just on paper from a talent perspective, they're a much better team. It's either this team or that one. Or the 2015 one. 2014-2015 one. That team was firm. But it's, it's one of these three. I don't I Like, we got to see that where this team can go. How far this team, like how much is the how much is the talent discrepancy going to be seen in the playoffs? Because we saw eighteen nineteen when they got to the playoffs, they made a run, you know, and the bench showed up. The starting five guys stepped up every night. You know, they they went out there. Who they beat? They beat Denver. They uh, who they played in the first round? If I'm not mistaken, the, what year? The eighteen nineteen team. I remember yes, they beat it was, Denver. It was Denver for sure. Ah, I'm blinking, blinking hard. I'm blinking was that OKC? It yes. Did beat OKC. And they, they went out, they ran OKC out the building. So that's, that was a tough team, but this team is tough too. I'm not going to front. So when built around Dame, I'm with you. I feel like this team is best catered to Dame's strengths and it's pieces that actually fit next to Dame. CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard had a very similar game and it kind of took away from each other at times. But now you have Anthony Simons who, when Damian's not on the court, yes, he can be that playmaker, but he understands when Dame is on the court, his job is to score the basketball and not hold the ball too long. Then you have Jeremy Grant, who's been super efficient, super reliable up until this point in time. Josh Hart, who has been one of the better role players not spoken about. He is one of the more, over. I don't want to say overshadowed, because obviously he was a part of that AD trade. He did end up going from, from the Pelicans. Now he's on... On the, on the Blazers, but he's just been a consistent, just get my boards, pass the ball when I need to, a ring, play right? solid defense. No, he, does no, not ring. No, he doesn't. Perfect. He doesn't. Uh, and Nurkic, when he's healthy, he's one of the better. He's not one of the best. He's just one of the better big men in the leagues. Great at, great at getting the boards. Can finish near the basket. 
I just think that this team is best built around Damian Lillard and for Damian Lillard to succeed as well. And then defensively, the effort's there. So everything that you want out of this team, right now it's hitting. And so that's why you can say that this is probably the best team Dame has had while Damian Lillard's been the guy. There have been too many times in the past where Dame has had to shoulder a bunch of the load offensively. And sure. it, even in the CJ days, it was Dame and it was CJ offensively. They were shouldering a major part of the load. And this year you have Simons and Dame, but Jeremy Grant is somebody that has now come in and helped offensively. Facts. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. In our life, we are faced with challenging situations, problems we're stuck on, or maybe we just aren't feeling too well. It's always better to face these situations with help. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. If you're thinking of therapy, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey, and you can switch therapists at any time. I think that's the best feature that BetterHelp offers because when I decided to go into therapy, it was in person. The therapist was at random. I had no idea what I was walking into. But with BetterHelp, you get some security that the person that you'll be matched up with is somebody that is going to help you with problems that you are struggling with. Mental health is more important than ever, and taking care of it is pivotal. You can go to BetterHelp.com slash pick aside for 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash pick aside for 10% off your first month. A player that doesn't have that same help is Luka. Luka is somebody that year in and year out... <laughs> He he is the main focal point offensively. Yeah. he is, It's a heliocentric offense. This year, he leads the NBA and uses percentage at 39%. And before the season, I posed a question to you guys. If after the season, we'll yet again be asking if, if Luka needs more help. And I feel like through a couple weeks into the season, I'd say a month into the season, that's already a reality where Evident. Luka does need more help. And he can't keep being used at this rate and not get burnt out by the season's end. And Jason Kidd has already addressed it, that if the way he's going right now, he might not last till Christmas. This is a, on, this is a recurring thing in NBA history. This isn't something brand new. A heliocentric offense does not get you a championship. It burns you out, like you said. Look at James Harden. He, until they got him Chris Paul... He was in a heliocentric off. Even with Chris Paul, he still had the ball a lot. But Chris Paul was able to give him that, give him the benefit and doubt, and give him the times where he can, you know, take some rest, take some time off. And you saw what happened. They went to the Western Conference Finals. They gave Golden State a run for their money twice and in back to back years. They did, so sure. like you need Luca is gonna forever need more help because you can't just put out a bunch of shooters and just say, "Yo, I need you to go do everything." A heliocentric offense doesn't work. Kobe has said it. James Harden has proven that it doesn't. AI to a degree, it doesn't work. MJ, before he went into the system, it didn't work. It does not work. It never will work. And the goal is to win a championship. Especially now when teams are so stacked and so, not stacked in terms of superstars, but they have a bunch of good players and they have a bunch of solid guys. Like you look at, um, and you look at Boston, for example, five guys that can defend. They have their two guys. Then they have Marcus Smart, Robert Williams, Al Horford. Then they have the guys off the bench. Brogdon. You have Grand a will. couple guys that can go get you a bucket and then guys who can help. 
in terms of Dallas, it's just the first Reggie Bullock is terrible, by the way. But they just have a bunch of shooters, and outside of Spencer Dinwiddie <laughs> and Christian Wood, when he plays, they don't really have another guy. Luca is gonna need, and I think he would probably need a two-way wing. You know, somebody who can go give him the bucket and can go get a defend. Uh, Jalen Brunson was fine for them, but they still had a ceiling on their team, and they will forever have a ceiling until they find another guy or a different system that works. Luca can't have the ball all the time. It's just how the way the NBA is, the way the NBA works, and how teams can easily stop a heliocentric offense because it's just a one-man show. This should be common knowledge that Luca does need help. Dinwiddie's been super efficient for sure, but that's not the number two that you look at and think that you want next to Luca that can compete for a championship. The best teams in the NBA you already alluded to, they have a unit that you can play cohesively together and a couple pieces off the bench. For the Dallas Mavericks, it's Luka Doncic, it's Spencer Dinwiddie, it's Christian Wood, and then the rest is kind of noise. Tim Hardaway Jr., Shout out to him. He's he's just he's at, okay. at this point. He's a, a three point shooter. Not not much else that he provides after that. Dorian Finney is a very good defender as well too. Can hit the jump shot when needed. But there is not a plethora of guys on this team that Luca can trust. Luca feels yes. The assist numbers are crazy. The scoring numbers are crazy because Luka Doncic is just that good at at basketball and that good at creating shots for his guys that he puts them in position to be successful and throughout the games throughout the game excuse me his guys will knock down some shots but it's it's been shown that in the playoffs at least last season he had the his team the most wide open shots missed cuz it shows that the, his supporting cast is simply not that good and i think that we had spoken about it that they weren't going to have a lot of room for cap space this year but next season that they were going to have a ton of money to to spend even still, I, I don't know if that's going to be the case um, because I don't know if someone wants to or feels as if right now that going to Dallas is the best situation for them. What player that's going to be available this offseason is going to be attracted to Dallas? Is, is Dallas a unit that you look at right now in totality as opposed to other teams that you want to go to? At least right now, I don't think so. I understand Luka is a top three ball player at the absolute minimum right now. Luka's playing at that level, and that's not... Don't give me those eyes, Riv. Who's the three? It's Giannis. It's him. Luca, Steph. I'm so yeah. You said Giannis, Giannis twice. I apologize. Luca, Giannis, Jokic, Luca, Steph. <laughs> Is that fair? You said minimum, so I just I was trying to figure out. It's you, just Steph. You just I forgot. Steph I forgot. Room. I forgot about Word. Steph, and I'm Jokic is better than Steph. Right now, I feel like Steph's been yeah, playing. Yeah, now nah, he has. He has. It's a back-to-back MVP. Just oh, want yeah, to give I get him it, that I respect. I, just, I was just waiting for Steph's name no, to be No, Steph's got to be in there, and I apologize for not giving him that Steph's respect. Steph's NBA champion. He's the man. Finals MVP. WCF MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the supporting cast that yeah. he has is simply not adequate to win a championship. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with, with him putting up these numbers because then he'll get the accolades, he'll get the respect as being one of the best in, in the world. But eventually, that's not going to be enough. Because right now he's still a young player. He still has his time to to assert his dominance. And we just saw last year. he can. He's shown that he can put his team in a situation where they made the Western Conference Finals. But I think that if they played the Grizzlies, I don't know if they get past the Grizzlies. They hmm. went against Golden State, and they got put in their place. It wasn't even a, a true series by any means. So 
yes, Luka is still great that his team will make the playoffs. He could win a playoff series, but nothing more than that. I do think there's a bit of an overreaction here with the Mavericks. They're 6-5. and five. They haven't been off to the best of starts, but I think a lot of players here are shooting at clips that they're going to be better at, quite frankly. Tim Hardaway Jr., I do expect him to be better than 34% from three. Dorian Finney-Smith is shooting 32% from three. Bullock is shooting 32% from three. Kleba is shooting 29% from three. They're they're better shooters than that, and I think they're going to play better as well. I don't think the problem with the Mavericks are the role players. I think the role players are fine. They're championship-caliber role players. They just don't have another star. Spencer Dimwitty, uh, are you talking about Spencer Dimwitty? Or are you Dorian talking Finney about Smith Dorian Finney-Smith is a championship-caliber role player. I think Reggie Bullock is a championship-caliber role player. I'm going to disagree with that if one. He goes, if he goes to Golden State, he'd fit perfect there. Yeah, but so we Golden have, State. That's different. Going to Golden State. I get what you mean. What, what playoff team can Reggie Bullock not help right now? He's, you said cha- what championship team? Milwaukee. Would he not be perfect no, there? I'm, I'm, agree- I'm agreeing with you. I, I think... You uh, have a good point. They have a lot of championship level. Yes, they have players. great role players. It's they just, just don't have another actually. star. But that's a problem, though. Yes, and if you don't have another star, you it's hard to get to the next level. But the role I players apologize. are fine. Well, how, but how is it an re- overreaction if this has been the same Dallas team and the same problem for like three years? Yeah. Well, right now it's an overreaction because they're, these guys are going to play better. They oh, are. yeah. They're, they're going to play better. Yeah. I, I, is this think a championship that, roster? Fuck no. No, but you wouldn't have said this is West Carver's finals roster last year. Well, it was a, you know what? Good point. Good point there. I think Luca, like these guys, are gonna play better. They tried to surround Luca with a star last year with Kristaps Porzingis. I mean, and, and that just didn't work. And they eventually moved off of KP. I just feel like the major mistake was letting Jalen Brunson walk in the off season. I do. And while he's not a solidified star, all star player, he is somebody now that has helped the New York Knicks a lot and just controlling the flow of the offense. He fit very well with Luka. He was a great Luke counterpart, and that affected Brunson's numbers because his numbers could have been better. But then you had Dinwiddie off the bench, and you could have had Brunson and Luka starting, and you could have had Dinwiddie and Christian Wood off the bench, and that's one of the best bench units in basketball. The main problem with Luka right now in his uses percentage is that there just isn't much sharing of the ball. The Mavericks are 30th in assists per game. They're not a good rebounding team. They're dead last in rebounding as well. The JaVale McGee signing has not been one that's looked that good because he's frankly an older center and he's past what he once was, which when he was at his best was good, nothing special. But Luka throughout the game in the first quarter, he shoots 53% from the field. In the second quarter, 53% from the field. In the third quarter, 48% from the it's field. Tired. And in the four, fourth quarter, 36% from the field. That was the same against the Clippers in the first round. Yeah, Luka throughout each quarter gets more and more worn down because there is another player to take the load off from. Last year, that was Jalen Brunson. This year, they don't have that. The only two shot creators on their team are Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka versus last year you had three with Dinwiddie, Luka, and Brunson. So, you can stagger the minutes of uh, Brunson and Luca. You can even have some yeah. uh, minutes without Brunson and Luca, and then have just Dinwiddie out there. And now it's just super hard. And you mentioned it. We haven't seen this style of team win championships. And when we've seen this team get, when we've seen this style get close, it's been when Harden has had a point guard like a Chris Paul. 
And I'm not saying Brunson is Chris Paul, oh, yeah, but just a guy who can take the load off of your main star. And that was Brunson. So let me, let me ask I understand Chris. Brunson oh, didn't want to stay in Dallas mm-hmm. and he wanted to have the keys to an offense and run it. But that, like, I would have given Brunson what he wanted. I would have paid him what he wanted for him to stay in Dallas. So let me ask you a question, because like, like we mentioned, it, it does happen. You know, we've seen the rare occurrences with Allen Iverson, you know, uh, Hakeem Olajuwon to a degree. You know, I, I wouldn't consider it a fully true heliocentric offense, but we've seen that one guy going to one-man tandem and just carry to the play. Luca last year to a degree. You said Hakeem? Yeah, like to a degree, you know. Wasn't Clyde on both those squads? No, he's only on the second. Only on the second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Luca last year to a degree went on the one man tandem. But you mentioned because oh, I wanted to ask you a question because Brunson was there last season, but you saw when they went up against the Warriors, he wasn't good enough to be that second guy to kind of get him over a team like that. So, what like what type of player do you think they should go for now? Because teams are getting better. You know, there's. You got Memphis, who's gotten better. Like you said, they could have met Memphis, and that could have been the same type of ass whooping. I don't, I don't know. It's hypotheticals, but there's always going to be a team that's going to be in the way that can really dis- disrupt that type of scheme. So, what type of player do you think they need? I don't want to say it's tragic that this is not a possibility, but Carl Anthony Towns. It's not possibility, but I feel like a guy like Carl Anthony Towns and Luca would fit perfectly with one another. Cat, cat. You think cat? No, I don't. Think I, so. I don't think cat, bro. I feel like another you can big. Have yes, a, a big that actually can do what? Stretch the floor, actually score in an efficient clip. Is this mine? I apologize, y'all. Can score in an efficient clip. Is a, a decent passer as well, and someone that's actually reliable. Is that you? Is that me? Someone. It's okay. Either which way. Uh, I don't think it's cat, just because I think defensively he'll get killed. Uh they're stuck in limbo right now. I, I just, a, I do tr- think the addition of just Christian Wood and keeping Brunson would have. Oh, been yeah, great. they kept uh, Christian. They got Christian and kept Brunson. Yes, is that a champ? I don't know. It's bro. not a championship team. That's a team that can definitely compete though at a high level. But I think they want to. You got to. Um, yeah, I mean, and they, free agency like a Chris Middleton would fit this team perfect too. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I mean, what was what was it? Keep the Brunson. It wasn't the bag. He just didn't want to be in Dallas anymore. Yeah, but right now they they do need rebounding and they need to pass the ball more. So they need more of that. Well, they this only is got, more unselfishness. Yeah. They got one, two ball dominant players. Yeah, ultimately it's just a problem with Luca as well, and how that's the only style of play that he knows. So unless they change the system around to being more unselfish, then there really isn't anything that's going to be major. With the Mavericks, well, I think there's nothing that's going to change. That's that was the same thing with Trey Young, though. In a sense, it was a, just a him, him, him system. But then you go get a guy that can give you that, that that can take the load off another guard. Same thing with Harden and Chris Paul. You know, somebody who can also who doesn't have the same game as you, but plays around the same position, can play make as well, and can play off ball. With Luca, it's kind of like you. We we can say he doesn't do it, and that's his problem, which is fair. But he he's had to have the ball at all because Reggie Bullock, you're not giving him the ball to create. Dorian Finney Smith, you're also not giving the ball to create. And those are the guys who crunch time, they get those minutes. So and Dinwiddie is he's he's a good, but he's not a number two. No. You know, so you you got they gotta they gotta figure out a way to find the guy. You know, I wish we can plug, you know, I'm, I wish we can like like push Jaden Hardy f- five years in and see if he can be that, you know, number two scorer for them. But they they gotta find a guy who can 
Go get them a bucket. Also create for others. Same way how DeJounte helps Trey. Chris Paul helped Harden. Because that's I think that's all Dallas is missing, realistically. In the years coming, we're going to find out if Luka is coachable. And by that, I mean, yes, Luka is this amazing basketball player. But for just reference point, Michael Jordan, it took him a couple games to realize, I can't be selfish. It won't result in winning games. Michael Jordan was obviously coachable in that sense. He was ball dominant, realized I can facilitate, still get mine, and lead to playing winning basketball, championship-level basketball. Lucas putting up insane numbers. Now, if he gets a player that he can trust and rely on, he has a supporting cast that he can trust and rely on, is he going to be coachable in the sense of, I don't need to be Superman every night. I can trust these guys, facilitate the basketball, move around, and still have success. Because when it was with with KP, it seemed as if even still he was hesitant. He still was very ball dominant. wasn't as as willing to to give up the ball. And now he still doesn't have that option. And now we're seeing it be the heliocentric offense. But when he does get that, we're gonna find out in the years coming whether or not Luca is a coachable player or not. That's an interesting point. I'm not gonna lie. I I, I didn't think of it like that. To be honest. I know it took me a while to get out, but I wanted to be very concise in what I was saying. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. This week in the NBA, my this week in the NBA, I want to talk about Alperin Shengun. Hi. Oh, He's uh, averaging 17 and 9. been very quiet on Europeans, man. I haven't seen you talk about this lately. <laughs> He's second in the NBA and PR among centers. He's top 10 in PR right now. I'm pretty sure. He's the only player his age that is actually that high in PR and while it may be a bit flawed because he is a center that gets a lot of rebounds and, and points is efficient, it, it might be inflated a bit. But I think Alperin Shingun is a throwback player. He's really good, and he's somebody that in the draft I was very high on. I was high on Josh Giddy. I was high on Alperin Shingun, and both guys have come into the NBA, and they've proven Riv wrong. In terms of what? Uh, you said Alperin Shangun was going to be whatever. And I said Giddy wouldn't be a star. Where's the where's the wrong here? Sangoon was you I, I gave you the W for Sangoon. The Giddy shit. You didn't get a win there. Don't, I don't. did get it. I said he was going to be a dark horse rookie of the year last year. No, but I said he wouldn't be a star. He has not he where's the star ability? Well, he's passing like a star. Well, yeah, his passing is there. His scoring is uh, funny. Yeah, he's only 20 years old. That's fair to say. Fair to say. Do you have it this week in the NBA? I do, actually. It's oh, actually, actually not in the NBA. This week in the college Tough. basketball world. Monty? College started. Uh, it's been a beautiful week. You know, Gonzaga and Michigan State played on a boat. It was actually very beautiful. Um, I just want to touch up on Eastern Michigan. You know, they played Michigan. Imani Bates, Noah Farrakhan. Shout out to Jersey. They played an amazing game. Uh, shout out to Gonzaga. Versus Michigan State, Gonzaga. Drew Timmy is arguably, uh, fuck arguably, he's the best college basketball player in the world. He's, Tough. Like, he is, he probably won't be a great to good NBA player, but sometimes when that's When it comes not, to college, when he's it comes crazy. To college, he is the joker. He is literally yeah. that type of player. Um, Gonzaga doesn't look that good, but I just wanted to give some praise. I'm I, In the Discord, if you join our Discord, I will be putting in every day really good college basketball games or games where you can watch the prospects. I know people have been asking me about a couple of prospects they want to get into. So I will be throwing in games. I'll try to do it every day, but it's like a thousand college games on daily. So it's really hard to pay attention. I got as many favorites as I can, but I'll be doing that every day for the Discord, fellas. Join the Discord, by the way. I don't know all the links and shit. Hit Joel up, but, but, join, but join the Discord. <laughs> it's in the description, bro. Yeah, you, in got, the you got to join our Patreon to get into the Discord, man. You jo- knew this. I did. Join you the did. Patreon. Yeah, exactly. I just said that. There you that. go. 
All right, so my my this week in the NBA, LaMelo Ball will be retur- returning Excuse okay. me, to the NBA basketball court. Super excited for that, uh, especially because the Hornets need a jolt of energy right now. 3-10 and ten record right now, second to, to last in the Eastern Conference. They will be, but I'm just excited hey, for Hey, take for Victor. Oh, it's been egregious, the tanking that they've been doing. But I work, I am excited to see LaMelo back on the court. Insane tanking would be if they actually trade for Westbrook. That would be the level of tanking that I know they're at. They'd just be like, all right, we'll give you Rosie. They get a Westbrook, they're not tanking. They're doing what? Westbrook's not going to tank, bro. Don't care what he thinks he's going to do. They're going to tank, bro. If West- not with Westbrook. As long so. as we get Rosier, I'm in. Oh, the Laker. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I always forget. My fault. When you forget what exactly? Because I forgot. I, I be thinking you're a Charlotte fan for some reason sometimes because you're a Lamelo guy. So I just think, Charlotte. Yeah, should be a Charlotte fan. Sh- Charlotte. It's because you're a Lamelo guy. You're the only guy that talks about Charlotte here. Honestly, I am. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody talks about Charlotte. I have more this week in the NBA's. Spit them out. Should Pulse. we be? Oh, my God. (laughs) Because my this week in the NBA's are very important. Alperen Shingun got his shine. But I got to give some shine to these two players that I feel like nobody is really talking about. Keldon Johnson and Devin Vassell. Okay, I like this. They're one of the best wing duels in the NBA. They're both averaging 20 points per game. Look at Keldon Johnson. He's a great off-the-ball player, does a great job at navigating screens. He's one of the best spot-up shooters in the NBA already, but he's also a very good passer out of the pick-and-roll and a great rebounder for his size. And Devin Vassell last year was a 3-and-D player, spot-up shooter, but he's taken a huge leap this season in his shot creating, and he's somebody that when I watch him play, He has a lot of Chris Middleton in his game Mm. where he doesn't waste dribbles. He gets to his spot. He has a high release, and he has a great feel in the pick and roll, and he's shooting 55% on his mid-range shots this season. Keldon Johnson is in an MIP race. Devin Vassell is in an MIP race. He's jumped up from 12 points to 21 points this season, and the Spurs have a great young wing duo brewing. It's in the making, and I don't think enough people are talking about it. Shout out Jeremy Sokan, too. He's been really Yeah, he's good. an all-around player. Because I think if the Spurs are bad enough to where they get a Scoot Henderson, this team ceiling is ridiculous. With Scoot, Vassell, Keldon, Sohan, and Yaka Perto is a, is a very good big man. The Spurs are brewing something, and I think it's a props to the development. And that's, and that's what I meant when I said the DeJounte thing. Devin Vassell goes to another situation. No, no, no. Keldon goes to another situation. They aren't the same players. Did you you have Spurs as a fifth? Wasn't Spurs your 15th seed or your 14th seed? Rockets were. So what was Spurs? Like 14, 13? 13. Okay, okay. What do you mean by the DeJounte thing? We had a pretty similar one. I had 13 also. Yeah, might have been What did you mean by the DeJounte thing? What are you saying? Yeah, bro, enough with the. You're trying to make an out of that. Exactly. We know the Spurs develop great, bro. We do know that. But what does that got to do with the DeJounte? would not be the same player if you did not. Get drafted Ooh, to the Spurs. He's great now. That's not what you meant. That's not at all what you meant. That's what I did. Mean. Why are you? Yes. How you gonna, how you gonna throw Stop the cap? Why do you throw Stop dirt on that name? That's what I did. Mean. You're lying, bro. After that clip, after that clip, so we. I literally said, "Nah, I was. Oh, I, is I hyperbole? Didn't I say that? You hate the Johnson. I literally so much. said, "I no, I don't. I love the Johnson. My favorite player in the NBA. Oh my god. You need mental help. You need Dejounte is my guy. Oh my god. See a therapist. We've been. I've been high on Dejounte. Oh my god. 
Rev, we no, used to no, talk. About, we did just, ex, just ignore Rev. it. Rev, can't it. run a show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. This is a question for you then, Drew. So okay. You're such a DeJounte guy. <laughs> what college did he go to? You answer it. Washington. That's such an easy well, one. No, it's not. The thing is, man. He didn't know DeJounte in college. Yes, I did. Bro. I can't name. What you, I, I scouted him, bro. I, I give you my scouting report on him. I can't God, name. We weren't even scouting at the time, bro. Yes, I, bro. Come on, stop capping, bro. Is is that that essential that I know co- that where no, players went look to college? Up the, when DeJounte was in college, right now. Okay, just real quick. I'm just asking because I don't know him in NFL, so I'm just. Bro, you don't gonna even, ask you didn't that. even know please, please. you didn't even know that DeJounte Murray was the youngest all NBA defender of all time. I did. No, you didn't, bro. I just told you that. Oh my god. Just now. Uh earned second Z conference. He played for the Washington Huskies, bro. Please just look up the year. Just just I just 2015-2016. We were in high school. Done. Yeah. He's talking about we were scouting DeJounte. I was. Murray. I don't know about you. I've been high on DeJounte, bro. You weren't were you scouting in high school? He, no, he was not. <laughs> he dropped, bro. He dropped in the draft because of character issues. <laughs> That's facts. He dropped in the draft because he tore his ACL. And because they had there was character mm. issues about him. They said it in the draft, yeah. Mm. The interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Why can't you just take your L with DeJounte? Bro, because y'all took y'all took what I said and you said it. it. <laughs> I, I said it was hyperbole. He, that's the only thing he did say was hyperbole, but it was because we had the reaction that we did. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say regardless. If we would have sat there, we didn't him. laugh, he would have kept it. Deshante Murray without the Spurs is out the league. Yeah, if we didn't laugh, bro, you would have kept that whole thing. Like, <laughs> no. You would have never said it's hyperbole. Bro, bro you had the straightest bro. face. You were dead <laughs> That's because when I get into my zone, I get into my zone. You, but I was, <laughs> I, I was going to say it was hyperbole, bro. Right. Obviously, I didn't mean it. So you're a Deshante guy now. I've been a Deshante guy. I've been telling y'all that. Welcome to the club. I've been telling y'all that. Welcome to the club. Happy to be here. Been telling I've been that. here. I'm though. a DeJounte guy, bro. Okay. Now we've seen tweet about how DeJounte, bad DeJounte is. I'm sorry. <laughs> if I see a bad DeJounte tweet, you're done. You're revoked. DeJounte, I actually went I'm live sorry. and I saw the Hawks in person and DeJounte was phenomenal. Yeah. Did you watch the game where he uh, owned your Knicks? Yeah, I did, actually. But the Knicks just won yesterday. You guys are like the most mid-ass team in the league right now. Like, based off statistics, your record, it's actually we're, fucking we're, hilarious. We're still above the Bulls, though. I know. They're also above the Lakers, so I'm not going to talk shit. No, you're, so but you have two wins. I have so I have other this week in the NBAs. Can we stop? Just go on to the next thing, man. And my this week it in the NBA. better be good. It was, I want to talk about teams that I, I was gonna, I'm going to be wrong on, that I'm now, you know what? I've been watching a, a ton of film this these past couple of weeks because... I'm going to come into this season, the next quarter of it, with uh, new takes and new agendas. And right now I'm kind of in the lab just cooking up what I'm going to do. So I'm retiring ones that I had this season, going into this season. Oh, this is a – this week in the NBA takes your retiring. Yes. I like this. So Blazers, they overachieved. I thought they were going to be a playing team, but they're much better. I think everybody thought that, though. I do believe Uh, we are. I was wrong on the Suns. I was wrong on the Grizzlies. I was wrong on the Sixers. And I was wrong on the Nets. <laughs> God damn it. Wrong on... The Nets aren't going to be uh-huh. a contender. Uh-huh. The Sixers are a mess as well. Uh-huh. And maybe Harden saves them. I don't know. I just feel like there, there are a lot of problems there. So those teams are done in terms of like me thinking they're contention team contending mm-hmm. teams, and I know it's early, but that I I think it's gonna be right. Memphis is better than I expected. I think they're they're legit. 
and the Suns, they're better than I expected. I think they're legit as well. You were low in the Portland? You were low in the Blazers? No, I had them as a playing team. You weren't that low. Too. All right, that's fine. And I think the Timberwolves trading for Rudy Gobert L. may go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history. Damn, that's a complete flip. Okay, all right. Over Just five. for the assets they gave up, the picks they gave up, uh, you can see right now Minnesota is going through this phase where they're calling each other out. Yeah. Anthony Edwards didn't pass it to Cat on a on a fast break, and it's an everybody problem. And I, I tweeted about this yesterday. I want to go more in depth in it, but you tr- they traded for Rudy Gobert to accelerate this timeline, this window for a championship, and I don't think Anthony Edwards is quite ready to take this leap so fast. And they kind of rushed him into the spotlight. And they rushed him into the spotlight with not... Hmm? The remote. Pass it to me. Oh. Thanks, bro. Trying to be discreet, but you weren't listening. Yeah. I don't know. What are you doing right now? Oh, it's doing the, the headphones thing again. No, I just hear it. And it's bothering me. It's been bothering me. <laughs> Do you hear it? Am I bugging? I don't think it's a TV, though. It's not. It's definitely Wait, not. Stop talking for a second. Yeah, I don't hear anything. You don't hear anything now. What it's, the it's, it's fuck? <laughs> so wait. So oh. when talking about yeah, um, okay. Minnesota, uh, I, I don't think Anthony Edwards was quite ready to take this like take this uh, leap so fast. And not only that, but I don't think Rudy Gobert fits Anthony Edwards, and that that was the move to make to unlock Edwards. And the same thing with Cat. Like for example, Cat is the best player on the team. Does Anthony Edwards play better than him in, in in brighter moments? Yes. Ant is gonna be better. But Cat is now in a position where he has to change defensively, and that's made him one of the biggest liabilities defensively in the NBA. And he has to change offensively. He's now more spot up. He's more of a passer. He's not getting the post touches. When you trade for a star, it's to complement your current stars. And Rudy Gobert didn't compliment Cat or Ant in the same way that Mitchell goes to Cleveland and he compliments their big men and Darius Garland. So for Minnesota, they accelerated the timeline. You can't play Cat and Gobert together. There's a chance they figure it out, but it looks like a team that's not bought in and the fit of just having two jumbo-sized big men is just not going to work, I believe. And Rudy Gobert is a player that he's just so limited offensively that, yes, he's historically a great defender, but you can replicate his value much cheaper. Like, he's on a Supermax contract. Robert Will can do everything that Gobert can do at a lower level. I'm with you. Not as great. Yep. And he's four, four or five times cheaper than him. So for that reason, I just feel like the Timberwolves jumped the gun too early when they should have kept Vando, they should have kept Malik Beasley, they should have kept Patrick Beverly, and they should have just kept drafting players and developing them. They had Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler was could have been that big man that could have offered rim protection, some rebounding and floor He's spacing. In Utah. And they, they just went all in on Gobert, and now Utah has their good players. They have their picks. And if Minnesota ends up collapsing off this move and Cat now is somebody who's on the trade block and Ant is frustrated with the team and doesn't want to be a part of it, which is possible. Like, this is the pipeline it could be heading towards. This could be one of the worst trades ever. 
What a crazy turnaround. Credit to you, though, because this is probably the first year in a long time that you've came in and you've just accepted your L's. <laughs> credit, credit to you. You didn't you didn't go in there and give uh, excuses. I think it started last week when he sent me the Venmo for the John T. Murray. Yep, you no, I think I think you know what I think it is though. I think that this year this is growth. I'm this is serious. extreme growth. It's, I'm serious. It's just been this year that I've just been wrong like this. Last okay. year I was right on a lot, but it's just extreme growth because when you used to be wrong, you just do a bunch of backflipping. You've just admitted your wrongs. And I can respect that as a man. So wait, just one more question. Yeah. Ant still over Ja? Are we or is that you're deading that for no, right now? He can now? be better than Ja still. Okay. Long term. But, yeah. but you putting that to bed just for a second. You're just gonna put that to bed this but year. Like who's a better player right now? Yeah. Ja's a better player right now. All right. Cause this season, dead that. I know you were expecting the Ant Man leap. Let's put that one to bed. What happened to November twelfth? Oh, well, he's done. So I'm just uh, fair. He, he, and I never thought. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, on the jaw mm-hmm, wave. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Jaw's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. all world. Minnesota over Memphis too. Dead, dead, dead in the water. Well, that's still. Oh, still Memphis alive. is gonna be better. Got it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of L's, my boy. Nah, just like four or five. That's a lot. It's only November. <laughs> <laughs> the Wolves one hundred percent should have traded for Dejounte, and that's the last time I'm gonna say. It. But it just made too much sense. If you were gonna give up picks either which way, how about you trade for the guard that's actually gonna impact the game? Just saying, especially because D'Lo's been horrible. He's been horrible. One of the biggest disappointments in the league. And I'm saying as a Laker fan. Yeah, because, you know, Lakers are yeah. right the epitome of disappointment. Let's talk about these jerseys, man. Before we go to that, Hot? this is, Oh, so would you just, rather, God. this is, would you rather Lori Markin in addition? Hot. I picked this one. He's been playing good. great. Very good one. We may be prisoners of recency bias. I know Me. we're going to hear a lot of it in the comments. But first name is Julius Randle. Oh, Lori. Lori. I'm going Lori Markin. Yeah, he's bootious. DeMontis Sabonis. I was never a fan of Sabonis. Mm. And the way he gets picked apart on defense. I'm going to go Lori. Mm. As the lone Savonis guy at the table. Poor man Jokic. Stand that on that it. takes fine. Stand on it. Uh, I'm going to go Laurie Markkinen. I'm going Laurie Markkinen as well. Tobias Harris. Oh, Laurie Markkinen. I hate Tobias He's Harris. He's so fucking mad. I hate him. I'm going Laurie. John Collins. Laurie. John, John is also a prisoner of mid. He's not mid. Okay. I'm going to go Laurie also. What does he do that Tobias can't? Yeah, that's a good statement. <laughs> I'm going Lori. Dunk the ball in cool fashion. Right now, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. <laughs> he tried to say That's right now. Anthony I'm Davis. Going, I'm going with AD. Yeah, AD, when he's on the court, he's been playing great. Kyle Kuzma. Ooh. That's a good smart. one because Kuz deserves his acknowledgement. I'm going to take the wing. Give me Kuz. Give me Kuz. I understand where you're coming from. I'm going to go Lori, but it's very close. Yeah, I'm going Lori on this one, too. Christos Porzingis. Lori Markinen. I was supposed to be. They called Lori, baby. Porzingis coming out. Give me Lori. I'm going with Markinen. Nikola Vucevic. Ooh. Vuce ain't been bad this he year. Hasn't. He hasn't. I uh, saw so he actually just got fined. 10K. Good. For yeah, for sure. For sure. Fuck him. <laughs> Second in the league in rebounds. No, he's been he's been really good this year. Um, 
I need to as if Lori continues to be the number one option on the Utah Jazz, he will be better than I think. Vucevic. But I and think so Vooch in that role you've seen in Orlando, true, he can give true. you that work. I got to I got to ride with my boy Vooch. Give me That's Vooch. a very respectful opinion. I'm fine with that. I'm going Lori for opportunity <laughs> purpose. I'm going Lori and last one, Jeremy Grant. So this is a good one too. Right in the same tier level. Is Jeremy Grant better than Kuzma? No. Yeah. You think so? Yeah. They're all in the same tier level. Uh, give me Jeremy on this one. Yeah, nah, this one really is I another like, give close me Jeremy. one. I feel like I would lean Jeremy over Kuz also. I would probably still take Kuz. understand. Because Kuz is, he just keeps growing and bro just gets bored out of his mind and he just can get a bucket however which way he wants also. I feel where you're coming from. That being said, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Lori. Respectful. I'm going marketing again. Marketing. Yeah. I went marketing more than I was expecting to. Tough, in all of your picks, basically. Almost except AD. AD, of course. Couldn't stop. That one was if you said Lori, watch a game. I mean Lori's got his team winning. So winning you, everything. You flip flop. Winning's know. everything. I don't know if AD can get them at ten to three. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Reacting Might to hurt. NBA City jerseys. We're going to give our top five best and top five worst ones. So to start off, my top five best, oh, let me pull up my list. the Wizards Cherry Blossoms, Number I think one. have to be in the top. There's no order. Okay. They have to be in the top five. The King Silver Gray, grayish jersey. jersey. I, I love it, and I think it, you know, it just brings that much more excitement to the Kings. The Celtics Forest Green jersey. It's plain. It, it's not. It, it's cool. You know, it's not nothing crazy. The Dallas Mavericks electric blue jersey, I think it pops. It's very vibrant. I like it. And the last one is the Nets all-white clean look. I, I just like it a lot. The logo, the like the Brooklyn Nets lettering turns me off, but I guess. Um, Washington's got to be in there for sure. I think we have like some of the similarities. Like I have Washington in mind. Yep. Uh, I have the, the Kings Detroit's in mind. Detroit's green I like a lot. Really? Yes. Um, I do like Toronto's a bunch. Obviously, the the black and gold goes. Of course you do. It's it's a very because it's, it's Drake. It's tough. Uh, the Lakers stop. The Lakers jersey's tough. The white with the purple bordering is tough. And I like New Orleans a lot as well. So I had Washington. I had the Kings. I also had Boston up there. Hear me out. I had Golden State's up there only because the court was very. I had to put the court in there with the court. Really matched the jersey. It was really beautiful. I really liked it. So that's why I had to. It was there. really beautiful. You, you didn't like the Warriors one? That was horrible. You think so? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Really? No. Are you serious? Yeah, no. Gonna pass on it. Even, even the court? The court was real. I guess. It was okay. And I had the Bucks up there too. I really liked the Bucks one. Bucks too. jersey is is definitely really, on the on the border for me as well. The Lakers one I really wasn't feeling. And Toronto was so plain to yeah, me. I like it was generic. I didn't it didn't give me no uh, you know what I'm saying? It didn't give me no swag. That black and gold though is just a combination that always goes. That's why it's so mid. I get it. Because it's plain. I get where you're coming from. The Milwaukee one really that was probably nah, my favorite Milwaukee, one. I folded. I definitely should have included the Milwaukee. Milwaukee and one. Washington are my favorite ones. Washington one goes crazy. Goes crazy. And I was able to see him on 2K this morning because they got him out on 2K. Miami the, the Washington disappointed. was Wizards one are the best, I think. Easily. That's a like, good that's a very yeah. awesome. I saw them just on 2K on Bradley Bill. I was like, I'm 
might pick him in 2K right now. Sacramento also very clean. Yeah, it, it is. Sacram- Sacram- Side Sacramento is very nice. Swipe of Fox. And Kevin Herter going crazy. <laughs> Kevin Herter was getting his ass cracked on the other I'm day. I'm laughing at Kevin Herter's about to splash it in Clay's mouth. Steph was abusing him like a boy. A boy. A boy. Kevin Herter is nice. You know that, though. Splashing in Clay's mouth. Yeah, I'll play Clay. On to the five worst. I think the Phoenix Suns. Horrible. They were bad. It just feels like an OKC ripoff. <laughs> Minnesota Timberwolves. I thought it was very bland, and I didn't really get the concept well, of it. explains their gameplay. Yeah, I didn't really understand the concept of the jersey. They explained it, and it made even less sense. They took the colors from one of their I old did, logos. I did see the explanation. They took, they took the color of one of their old logos from the tongue of the wolf and, <laughs> like, the eye. And they said, this is why I put on the jersey. Dog shit. The Warriors, the, their jersey was just super ugly. The Hornets having CLT as the initials. The Hornets <laughs> not having good jerseys was just so crazy. Bro, to me. do you know why it's hilarious? Why? Because their jersey kind of looks like it says clit. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> That's just the truth. Grow up. <laughs> and I thought the Pelicans jersey was ki- kind of mid. Yeah, I, I feel like with it. I feel like every city jersey or alternate jersey of the Pelicans not good is the Nola and like the three yeah, stripes remember the, like the, the ones they used to have the ones with the um the all green ones mm-hmm. when Chris Paul was there it was like uh, the New Orleans Hornets the all yeah green ones. those was, was pretty cool I don't have a five worst one I'm not even gonna um so there. my five worst Golden State has to be in there I hate both of you Miami's has to be in there I'm gonna throw Charlotte in there for I really sure. don't like Golden State sure Mm-hmm. Everything it's, like Golden it's State. Mid. It's horrible. And who's who's the PDX? I ain't mad at y'all about it. PDX. It says the jersey is PDX. Let me try to see. PDX. Can you zoom in? Oh, that might be Portland. Why is it PDX? Someone culture me, please. The Suns are really atrociously ugly. Also, Spurs yeah. low key are nice. That's surprising. Spurs jerseys being nice. They're always playing. Mad mid. Mad mid. No, this one's unique for sure for them. The Knicks. Knicks jersey's cool. It's cool. Yeah, it's I, a cool I jersey. Like it. I don't think it's like top five good, but uh-huh. it is. It's just Classic. It's manageable. Classic. Like the Chicago Bulls jersey. What's the difference from that jersey to the regular? No, yeah. ours is pretty. Portland's is PDX. Is it is Portland's the PDX. Yeah. And then the oh the city of brotherly love the brotherly love whatever it is. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, that's Philly, obviously, but it's whatever. Yeah, Sacramento really got had one of the best though. Definitely. Yeah, Sacramento like that jersey's tough. actually copable. Yeah. Lob Def got a cop a swipe of fox jersey. I'm gonna buy I'm gonna get one for Riv too. Nice. Swipe of Fox? Yeah. I'll wear it. Swipe. I'm probably gonna get a LeBron Stop City oh. jersey. Fuck. Sorry we're gonna play in it this year. <laughs> It's so mean. He's missed one game. Two. He's gonna be out for a while though. What's wrong no, with him? No, he played this most recent game. What's wrong with him? Uh, I've been paying attention. You guys stink. <laughs> I don't know what it is, honestly. Probably old age. Is it his abdomen? I'm not sure. Let old. me look. Bro's injured because of old age. I mean, that's honestly true. To end off the show. Groin. On Twitter, we asked you guys to give us tweets, and we're gonna react to them, respond to them on here. Hot. So here is us reacting to tweets. This is from FG Sports, and he goes, the, jazz, the 2022 Jazz are the 2021 Wizards. They're going to suck in a month. <laughs> that's, a, that's the end of the tweet? 
Is yeah. it? I'll like, tell you what, I get it. I get it because I feel I felt very similarly literally last week. So I, I, I don't think know they'll be a little better. Is, I don't know what it is that's changing my beliefs on they play last hard, season. bro. They do, bro. They really do. And Lori looks really Something good. Something about a Bradley Bill led team that just doesn't give you that confidence. <laughs> but um a Utah Jazz team led by Lori, I believe, and I trust. It'll be a playing great, team. Great coaching right now, playing different basketball than what they've been accustomed to. Well, Hardy's from Boston, years. too, and Danny Ainge. Pop, Papa, Prodigy also. He is? Yeah, he is. We come, him, Ime? Wow, okay. Yeah, no, for sure. I think the Jazz are not going to be the 2021 Wizards. I'm, I'm leaning that way also. This tweet is from Draft Tweeting. Has Bam peaked? He is so underwhelming yes. as an offensive player. I feel like we all say he needs to show more effort on offense, but he's yet to do so. The answer is yes. I mean, really. I'm sorry, Riv. I know that's I don't your know, guy. I said Pascal peaked. And, and that he, was a bad opinion. Yeah, he, he fucked me up crazy. Pascal's going to be out some time, too, man. That shit sucks. I'm not going to say he's peaked, but he definitely needs a new trainer for the offseason. I mean, he needs a bag. He needs to figure something out. And I'm not talking handle. I'm just talking something. Yeah, he can't. He, it has to be bigger than just I'm one of the best defenders in the league. We need to see more at this point with Bam. So I don't want to say he's peaked, but if he what keeps. More, what, I mean, what more do you think he can do? I think the mid-range can become more efficient. I fair. think he can become consistent. More consistent. I think fair. the handles Great can point. be a little bit better. I think his post game can get better. Um, I think just him being aggressive in general, just being consistently aggressive is the start. But I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go as far as say he's peaked. I'm not gonna say His that. His offensive game's limited, and it's gonna continue to hold the heat back. That, that part is true. Uh, I really don't think I can pin the Heat's issues on Bam. Not solely. specifically. I'm that's I'm just I, stating one of the main issues. I, I, see. I think that the Heat just they don't have enough talent to complement sure. the roster and the, the players. The offense have on it. continues to be mid. They're they're. Bottom 10 in rebounds, bottom 10 in three-point percentage, two-point percentage. Like Bam at a bye, you put him on a team like Dallas, I think that's a perfect There it is. That's the one. one. That's a good one. Shit, slot him over to San Fran. So even if Bam is peaked, that's fine. I think he's a great player. It's just Miami's expecting something out of him that I think is not going to happen. He's not going to be turned into this offensive Playing two picks for Bam. Who says no? offensive player. (laughs) Give us Duncan. We'll give you uh, Pat Baldwin. This tweet is from Blood Green. What? This is the most balanced the NBA has had in a long time. We're officially out of the super team era. No clear favorites. I feel like fact. I don't firmly agree with that. I feel like I still look at Boston. I still think super team that they're the best of the best in the Eastern Conference. Like them and Milwaukee are the two teams I look at clear that they're best. Let me show respect to Cleveland. That was very rude of me. But they're not a super team though. I think that they still do have a level above the rest of the playing field. The Cavs? I said the Cavs are one of those teams that I, I, I should have respected right there. But other than the Cavaliers. You're just talking about the East? The East specifically. And I think that the mm-hmm. NBA champion will be in the Eastern Conference. You know what I'm saying? That. I don't think there's any super teams in the NBA right now. And the ones that are are ass. Are you just talking the Lakers? <laughs> the Nets too. <laughs> Oh, Golden State shit. is one of those teams that are. I don't think the, they're the not Golden a State super team. team. They're not. Yeah, I don't. I will say, the the Celtics are trending towards so being a Golden super State. team. I will say Milwaukee team. is. They're not a super team, but they do have three. Well, Giannis being the best in the world, Middleton being an All Star level player, an All Star player, and Drew Holiday being an All Star level player. That's a, that's the closest they're we're at a as team, a bro. super team right now in the NBA. They're not a super team. Though. They're not a super team. 
I would say they were, honestly. A super team is two superstar players. Yeah. And an all-star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I understand. And they have the, don't But you, Middleton really is don't very shoot. good at basketball. Oh, okay. take, it, take it easy. Right, First saying. off, I can say whatever the <laughs> hell I want. I thought you were going to go that route. It's a terrible route you were going to go. It's a really bad route. Jalen Brown. <laughs> That's <laughs> conversation. Please don't. That's uh, Golden State can still beat Boston. Just want to let you know. No, they cannot. In the not in 2022. You're stupid. Not in 2022. You're not that Team's smart. mid. Yeah. Not teams mid. You think no, seven, no, no. If you think, no, no. Like if you think, if you genuinely think in a seven game, seven game right now, that right now right we now, still can't beat them. You're nah, crazy. You can't. All right. You can't. All right. I don't know why you don't believe what you could think. Regular season basketball. No, okay. You said right now though. So that means we will go into a playoff atmosphere. Yeah. Right, okay. Where we've seen last seen Tatum. And, and we see Tatum right now though. In the regular season, that's cute. That's very cute. And what's what's up with this Tatum and Kawhi business? Kawhi hasn't it's fucking been, played. What do you want me to do? I know, but what's going on? Like, he is he ever going to come back? I don't know. He played five on five yesterday. Because I feel like I would rather the guy that actually plays and stays on the court. Really? Because I just seen him and he's kind of shit. Who? Tatum. In what the do you finals. Mean just okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would rather that guy. I'd Shut rather the hell up. I'd rather Wiggins over Tatum in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, you have brain damage. <laughs> this That's is from J J Lawrence Eight. I do. <laughs> Who's the better Jones brother? Trey or Tyus? Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, Tyus <laughs> Jones. I think Tyus. I like Trey, though. I think Tyus is a better point guard, though. Yeah. He's, he's a very a, good. I, I think Tyus I'm going is a with Trey guard. Jones. I think Trey Jones is a better shooter. Yeah. He's been better from three this year. He's a much more peskier defender. Yeah, he is a better defender. I, I like Trey Jones a lot, and he's finally getting his opportunity. He's shining in it. I think Tyus be- is better at running on offense, though. Yeah. I will lean Tyus. They're so they they were always different though. Trey was a, more of a scorer than anything. I like Tyus though. Tyus the defensive pest. Uh, you can lock up. Who asked that What's question? What's your answer? I said Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones, Tyus Jones. He's JJ Lawrence still. eight asked the question. JJ Lawrence, he's still better than Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Right. You could rather Tyus Jones. So Trey Jones is better than Russell Westbrook. I'd rather. Can you shut the hell up, man? This is War Machine 661. Magic have a bad record, but still look great. Once Markel Fultz comes back, they'll start winning more games and will make a push for the playoffs. I don't know about that last yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, correct. But they do look great. Vonkiro is a fucking dog, and Wagner has sneakily having a really, really good sophomore campaign. sneaky about it. He's just... just he's not talking... No, he's not yeah, talking about I mean, Suggs is getting, it, getting it together. But, um, yeah, that Fultz come back, playoff push shit dead. I don't. I understand Jalen Suggs was the high draft pick. He was drafted before Wagner, but I don't need Orlando trying to force Suggs to be the number two option. Right now, Franz has just been playing at such a consistent level. Let him continue to be that number two, and let Paolo be the best player. Imagine if they get Victor. That would be crazy. Front court to be. I think the Magic are in a very good position. It, they're showing really good flashes of what their future can be with Boncaro, but they're not going to make the playoffs. And I don't think Markel being healthy or whoever being healthy is going to change that. I know they have been one of the more injured teams in the NBA, but Isaac is, I don't think nothing's going to change. He's, he's almost ready. Very soon. Yeah. Finally. I he's, need to see him back on the court. Why? Just for just for the cool part of it. When last time, somebody, when last time he's played? 27? The bubble. The bubble? Jesus Christ. This is from Guapo247. <clears throat> Unless Anthony Edwards takes a leap within this next month, the Timberwolves will miss the playoffs and play in. 
People look at the Rudy and Cat pairing, but it's really the D'Lo and Ant duo that's been holding this team back. Wow. That's a you thing, buddy. No, I think the Cat and Rudy pairing doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I think D'Lo's been holding them back. It was the but, giggle uh, after. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> Anthony Edwards hasn't been amazing. He's been dribbling too much, and he his shot selection is still spotty. But the clear problem on a team is the fit with Cat and Gobert, and it's D'Angelo Russell. Okay. And they don't have consistent point guard play. Say, I'm looking at That's D'Lo. their biggest weakness right now. And it just doesn't feel like Chris Finch has his team bought in. Buddy, he, he, he had the last year's team bought in, man. They had guys that held each other accountable, yeah. like Vando and Pat Bev. D'Lo looks like trash. You You're would right. think coming off that players. playoff run, Cat Ant would be a little bit more mature in their ways. D'Lo would, he should be already be mature. I feel like Cat is trying to be, or has put the approach of being mature. But the way he's doing it, like... I just feel like people think Carl Anthony Towns is corny. He is indeed corny. That's why people don't take him seriously. Well, stop being corny. Yeah, we said we got mic'd up. Hey, they got to come back to our house. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Like, like Yo, what are you talking about, bro? And then, you, and then you lost Like when they went, like, come on, bro. But I do feel like he has put that effort into put the work in on his body, try and put the, oh, yeah, yeah, you eat the right things, try and put Anthony Edwards on that right path. Like in the press conference, he just time and place. Just, he isn't the mentor. Yeah. I feel like that he, he's tried to show he's a good leader, but he needs to I do know it. You've seen, that, uh, you've seen that, that magazine, slam magazine, Jalen Brunson talk about D Rose has been his mentor. Young days. Jalen Brunson said it. Yeah. I know you didn't Jaylen see Brunson's it. Jalen Brunson is real, bro. What can I say? He's that guy. You slept on him though. You did. What did I say? You said that he sucks. Okay. No, you never said that. This is from at Wilson Tyrese. Do you guys think Kawhi Leonard's health will be an issue come playoff time? Also, if the Clippers fail to win the championship this season, has it been a failure since getting both PG and Kawhi? Second part of the, or the last part. part The whole point was to win a championship. You don't get one, you're going to be a disappointment. So they got to get one. They at least went to a Western Conference Finals. That's that cool, enough. but that wasn't even with Kawhi playing. At this point, they've been a disappointment. So if you get one, you're just underachieved, which is better than completely failing. I mean, was the goal multiple? Yeah, it has to be. I mean, they never, they hadn't even gone to a Western Conference Finals. That had to be the goal no, first. The goal, if you get Kawhi and PG, yeah, no, you're Russell, you're right. The goal is multiple. But and as then a when franchise, they choked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they was that was supposed to be uh-huh. the WCF birth right there, and they choked, so they just. <coughs> Push themselves back. Um, and I'll also say this. Thank you very much. I'll also say this about Kawhi and his health come playoff time. I think they're resting him now because the whole point is to have him for playoff time. So is if this injury is going to continue to linger throughout the course of the season, we'll have this conversation come January, February. But right now, they're they're being mindful. Mm-hmm. He's already been in the training facility. Apparently, he's he's looking good. They're being conscious of his injuries and the potential injury. Yeah. I'm fine with the rest. They're right being now. extra, extra careful because they realistically they only want him for the playoffs. Max. Well, there's no doubt that I think uh, I think that. You think what? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> now I'm playing. I actually look. I think the Clippers and I went into championship with Kawhi's not healthy. <clears throat> I think that's pretty clear. Yeah. So. If Kawhi's injury is worse than we expect, then they're not going to win the championship. And this has been a failure because SGA looks like a superstar right I th- now. I think the failure is they didn't win. But, yeah, that too. The failure is that they also traded SGA. 
and a bunch of the draft picks for I mean, So I mean, yeah, is SJ better than Paul George? No. Right now he is. He's playing way better than Paul George right now, bro. What are we talking about? I hate I hate this. I hate that Is we that do not this. a fact? I hate that we do this. I, I, I truly is do. Is he not playing better than I, Paul like, George? I, I truly do. <laughs> I hate that we we're so we're so blind in our ways that uh, you, the growth, you had growth. You're a big SGA fan, bro. I'm I'm a big both fan. I, I am. We just you had obviously a, biased. We just had a would you rather. You picked Paul George over SGA. You no, I just didn't. I picked SGA, bro. No, you did not. You want to bet? You can search it up, Drew. So you picked SGA over Paul George? Yes. That's a you thing, man. I can't, I can't help you with that Are one. Are you searching it up, Drew? Of course I am. Yeah. Yo, it's funny as hell when I was looking for the part of the video of you with the Zach Wilson shit, and you could see me in the camera trying to find the point of which you said it. <laughs> Shit was hilarious. I should have turned the branches down or something to be a little bit more discreet. Uh, this was the Zoom episode, right? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Dude, where is it? Let me see. It's right here. Oh, nice. Here we go. Let's see who you said. First name up, mm-hmm. the player he was traded for. George. Paul George. Paul George. Paul George. I'm not even answering that question, bro. <laughs> I'm a Paul George fanatic. There's only one I can't guy in the MVP him. race right now. SGA. Don't, don't start. Please. Paul George done it already. He ain't, he ain't thrilled about that. You're sick. Done it at, at a full season capacity. Oh, Donovan Mitchell. Really Yo, sick. he really did. I did say SGA, bro. Oh, my God. This guy's crazy. It says you don't watch OKC games like me. That's why you haven't really seen You actually it. don't watch more OKC games than me. Yeah, I do. Because if you watch OKC games, you would pick SGA over PG Clear. No, I wouldn't. Clear. I don't use 12 games clear. to decide. Would you rather have a PG Kawhi duo or SGA Kawhi duo right PG, now? PG right now. Kawhi, PG and Kawhi. Well, I, well, right now, I can't have neither because Kawhi doesn't play. I'd rather have SGA. He's a point guard facilitator. That's exactly what they need. And he's a scorer. You know he no. and he doesn't choke. You haven't seen him choke. He was in the playoffs. And he played well. He was a six option with OKC. Oh, he was like the third option. He played okay. He was the second option. He was okay. Yeah, second year. He was okay. Yeah, and they lost. Yeah, took him to seven. Nobody thought that. Nobody thought that whack ass Rockets team. They couldn't take the seven. You didn't have it going to seven. I don't know what I had. I you don't had remember. it going to five. I remember vividly. This is from Napping Tay. With big point guards like Luca, Halliburton, LaMelo, etc., and this up-and-coming draft class, which is super wing-heavy, I think their their league is going to transition away from the point guard era it's been in for the last decade or so and solidify as a wing-dominant league more than it's ever been. What are your thoughts? It's already a wing league. Isn't Halliburton like 6'4"? Yeah, six, I think he, he went from Luca to LaMelo. He's 6'5". Really? Mm-hmm. How tall oh. is Ja? 6'3". I, I already think this is a wing league, honestly. It's been a wing league for a while. Uh, I think only, unless you have Steph Curry, you don't win with a point guard as your best player. It's shown that. It's been seen that. Uh, wings dominate. Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Jason Tatum to an extent. Kawhi Leonard when he's healthy. Um, Interesting. Even even the guards that dominate at that level are big guards. 6'7", Luka. Um, they get it done. So I, I, I don't, I think in terms of, Gearing towards wings, yeah, but they still can be a guard as electrifying like John Morant that can get it done. You know, Trey Young that could still get it done. You see what he did when he went to the ECF. But I do think that's it's been a wing league for some time. Well, now. a lot of the best wings also happen to be the best playmakers also in the league. So that that's also not away. at all true. 
like the best wings. Are Kevin you Durant is not. He's that. A, whoa. He's not. He's that. a very underrated passer. Yeah, but he's not one of the best playmakers in the league. Kawhi Leonard is also not one of the best playmakers. Kawhi, in the fine. It's really only LeBron. LeBron. Tatum isn't also. Tatum is not one of the what, best what, playmakers in play, the league. So playmaking, we're only talking about passing now because this is I we love to to flip fly back and forth on this. Isn't playmaking also the ability to create for others? That is passing. But also get yours. Okay. Uh. I don't, what, what? That's 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 my I'm, whole thing. I'm, I'm with confused at what too. you're saying. I don't know what you're saying. The fact you that said getting in for others they, in terms of getting yes, open looks you for create, others. Those but four at the same time, are not you still t- you still get yours and and are so offensive playmakers. Yes. What is a playmaker? Um. Well, Tatum. The answer is yes. Kawhi, no. Kawhi is the only one that we can say out of Kevin Durant. Not really. Yes. No. Yeah, he's an underrated playmaker for sure. I mean, all right. I mean, most of his. All right. I mean, if that's how you look at it. That's fine. I don't do. I, I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I think LeBron's the only guy who does. Well, both. LeBron's at the, just the highest. I think level. he's the, him and Luke are the only guys that do both mm-hmm. at a elite level. You know, I I think most when you think of Kevin Durant, you think of he an does elite the, scorer who's a solid okay. playmaker. Absolutely. Kawhi Leonard is getting better at he that. He is. No, Kawhi's the one that you listed, that's for sure. And Tatum is getting better at that, but he's not at that level yet. Scoring, he's still, even though he's a bucket, he still has ways to go as a scorer, too. So oh, I, Tatum? Yeah. So I think, you know, those two are probably... on a the, consistency basis? No, in terms of all three levels. You know, he has the to, get, yeah, he has to yeah, get better yeah, at the yeah, mid-range, yeah. finishing at the basket, which he's been fine at. Yeah, yeah. So he has to get better at those. So I think, like, just LeBron... Has been the only real guy. Lamar's another one that's underrated as a passer. Yeah, but it doesn't. I'm just saying. Yeah, we're, yeah. I'm talking about wings that are the best players on their teams. But, no, you said best playmakers in the league. Amongst, I guess. Even still, I'm fine with the statement I made. I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with what you're saying. All right, cool. Stand on what you said. I, I just disagree. Well, I just gave you a bunch of players well, that Ke- do. Is Kevin Durant a top ten playmaker in the league? Name what? ten better. Oh, I didn't feel yeah, there you go. You want to throw it on me. There it well, is. Who's a better playmaker, De'Aaron Fox or KD? I probably lean KD. The fuck are you doing? Why well, solely <laughs> for the f- fact that they John have more assists? John Moran or KD? Mm. No, I'm like, no, I'm not even talking about the assist anymore. But that's what I'm saying. Because I wouldn't put Westbrook up there right now. I wouldn't either. Right now, no way. Well, it's like seven point guards that are better playmakers than KD. So that's alone. what I'm saying. So playmaking, you're solely accounting no, for the ability there's, there's to pass. Ten plus. ten plus. There's ten plus that are better. I was just, than KD. I was lowballing the shit. I, yeah. Who? Well, so if we're if Halle Halle Burke, Burke, Halle can, Halle I, can I just list it off very quickly? Um, Trey Young, okay, Dejounte Murray, John Morant, Darius Garland, Darius Garland. Tyrese oh my God, Donovan Mitchell. So we're only going KD. by passing. You guys are killing me because when I say that playmaking also takes a majority into account of passing the basketball, you guys say it's a two way street. No. Yeah. Yes. Creating for others is playmaking. No, I understand your, that. Playma- putting your teammates in positions to score is playmaking. I, That's the definition of playmmaking Kevin Durant passing. does that in yes. Brooklyn right now? Are you telling me right well, now he yeah, does that? Not really. Why has he really ever really done that? Well, he Golden really State? has done it at his maximum in, in Brooklyn, really. It hasn't been at a no. It's been okay. No, I understand. I'm saying it's underrated. That's you said amongst the best. Yeah, but, not, uh, that, underrated, I mean, yes. So amongst if the we're best, saying no. that playmakers... That point guards are the are the best playmakers in the league. They then that's are. it. Then I'll I'll take back everything that I'm saying because then you're well, only the Joker's really also out there for, too. Absolutely, but then we're really only accounting for passing the basketball. That's what playmaking is. 
What is it, Joel? Which one is it going to be? Because you've been the most adamant on that statement of it's a both scoring the basketball and, and passing. No, you took it the wrong way. That's just creation in general. But when you're talking about playmaking, scoring gravity helps your playmaking. Like, for example, Donovan Mitchell isn't the world's best. He's not an elite passer. Like, is he a better playmaker than Kevin Durant? Mitchell, yes, he is. He's a better passer than KD. Um, but, for example, Donovan Mitchell's gravity helps him as a passer because defenders key in on him, and that attributes to playmaking. It's the same thing with KD. But KD doesn't make the extra passes like those other players it's make. not necessarily true. The Boston series this past year was a prime example of that. They just helped off their man, and KD did not make the extra pass. Same thing with Kyrie, bro. That's fine. That's why Kyrie's an wrong. elite scorer. He's not an elite playmaker. He's an elite scorer. Please don't pull up his assist. Why? Because that doesn't necessarily equate. You can pull it up. You no, can, I, Kyrie averages five no, assists a game. No, I'm not talking about Kyrie. Yeah. Talk about Katie, I'm sure Katie. Katie averages like what? Three, four assists a game? Five. This year he's averaged five. Yes, 5.2 five actually. 6.4 last year, which is what I, I was alluding to. Well, he's been his best with the Nets. Warriors, he averaged actually almost six. Well, they're they're very pass heavy. So last offense. year, who's a better playmaker, KD or Chris Paul? Come on, Drew. Come on, come on, come on, Drew. Stop. Come on. <laughs> I, like you're thinking about this, I don't even think it's like something to think about. It's not. He, he's being stubborn right now. I'm not. It's it's Chris Paul was probably the best passer in the league, though. Yeah, yeah, on. that's probably. I'm fine with if we're going to put more weight into the passing aspect of things. That's what playmaking is, though. But you've told me it's not just that's creation. Passing. That's self-creation. Because no, this is when we talk you took about it the hard, wrong way. Because scoring, because when you're all, when you're an elite, so when you're an elite scorer, I'm really not that pressed about it. So we don't have to continue. When you're an elite scorer, you have gravity. So defenders key in on you more, which now opens up the floor for your teammates. And another that, thing is we that, had that conversation about gravity that Steph Curry was the only person ever. Well, we said you got it on that one. Yeah. We said you got it on that one. That in itself helps you as a playmaker because you have more open windows to pass it from, but not every player makes those passes. That That's the difference with playmaking. The fact that you thought that KD only had three assists this year just goes to show you how underrated of a passer he is in general. Just, just two assists more, bro. I'm really not pressed. I'm, I'm not saying you're pressed because no. obviously. For his career, what has he sports. been? He averages first career four point three. Yeah, which kind but of where of, I, where I of thought he the was. last six years, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, uh, even let's go another one. Seven. But also, it's he's, uh, he's averaged under five once, and it was four point. It's also about how assists come as well. Like for example, we had this debate when Ben Simmons was in the playoffs and he had like ten plus assists in like game seven or whatever. Where well, you said make the extra pass. That's really well. What, this this is where it comes out to. There are times where a player is making a very easy read and pass and they get an assist off that, but they didn't do much playmaking on that play. Like for example, if KD gets to a spot on the elbow and a double team comes and he passes it to a wide open player because his defender left them open. Is that a good play? Yes. Is that a great pass? No. Versus like Trey young is off of pick and roll We're and, not arguing, Trey. and, oh, and yeah. makes and makes a skip pass across the court. Trey's one Katie, of the best passers in the league. Katie is and he not scores at a crazy. Clip. Katie is not making skip passes across the floor and hitting guys in the corner pockets of of the floor and they're hitting those threes. Yeah. The elite of the elite playmakers do and that. This is like why, Jokic does this that. This is why assist is measured differently because if you are on a team and you get double teamed, you just make one extra pass and he makes it. 
your assist accounts for me too. If I make the assist where I go to the basket, I get double team, and I zip a pass cross court and he hits it. A box score watcher is going to look at it and be like, they average the same assist, but the passes I'm making are a lot more difficult and are putting my teammates in a better uh, spot to succeed. That's what we're talking about with KD. He doesn't make those type of passes elite players make. He just makes the right pass, which we're not saying he doesn't do. He's a good passer, but he's not, like, one of the best. The same thing with, like, Jason Tatum. He's improved as a passer, but I wouldn't call any of those one of the best playmakers in the league. No. Only LeBron. Respect to LeBron, though. He him. For sure. So these are the last three tweets that will end this show. Cool. This is from Trey, the real MVP. The Luka and trade is still a win-win. The Mavs gave the Hawks Trey Young and the 10th pick Cam Reddish for the Hawks Luka and later flipped Reddish for a first that they later flipped for DeJounte Murray. Both teams have reached the conference finals and both stars are all NBA. He reached to get that DeJounte part in there, but I guess it makes sense. Um, he did indeed reach like crazy. Yeah, for sure. That was an insane reach. Um yeah, I guess it, it could still be up in the air. I guess it goes by whoever gets to and wins a championship first. They've both been to I a think conference it's a finals. Win-win in terms of for sure. The, fr- the franchise got their guy. But until what? we won't find out who won one until one of these guys win a championship. And if neither do, it's a win-win. I think it's still a win-win regardless. If but if let's say Trey wins and Luca doesn't, is that a, is that because of Trey or because of the team they built around? Trey? That's a very very good question. And I thought of that as soon as I asked the question. <laughs> yeah, I think. The win-win. Both got both franchises got their guy. Both franchises have been because Luke same is spot. better than Trey. I, I agree. Yeah, but I think I, I don't think Atlanta is upset that they didn't. No. Get, like, Trey is a firm player. Like they got their guy. For they, sure, they built firmly around him. This is from RHJ four hundred five. The Hawks will finish this year as the top four seed in the East, and AJ Griffin will go down as a steal of the draft. I'm a little iffy on the AJ Griffin part. He's been good. Top four seed. Toronto's right Do you think them. the Hawks are just as good as Cleveland? No, but I think they win. Why not? I, I think Cleveland's a better defensive team than them. But I think Atlanta wins those games they need to win. They don't drop those games to, like, bums. You know what I'm saying? So I think, like, their schedule's been pretty. I think Cleveland down the stretch of the season is going to be able to milk out more wins because defensively they know how to crank down. Offensively they just have to figure it out and Garland has to be ready. If Trey doesn't kick it up, I still like the problem with Atlanta is still Trey Young's defense. Like, I still think that would hinder them to an effect. He is literally the worst defender I've ever seen in my life. It's not good. No, it's, He's small. it's bad. But um, I think they'll finish. I think they'll be a lock, though. I, I could say confidently that I think they'll finish as a lock seed. Lock top four? Top six. Oh, Maybe like lock playoffs. Yeah, lock playoffs. I think they're with Cleveland. I think they're in the same tier as Cleveland. Really? Yeah. That yeah. fast. And what about Toronto? Yeah. No. I, that doesn't Casual. make sense to me. I think the Hawks are better than Toronto. Toronto has beat more proven teams at the moment. That, that does not make sense to Toronto's me. The nice. Hawks are a better They're team than Toronto. One of the Toronto. best coaches in the league. The, the games they've won, right? I just think Toronto. You didn't think that before, but then they started winning. What do you mean? You I don't think that you before. respect on Toronto's name. Well, no, I'm saying you have to play. You have to play. You have to be fair. Why are you saying I didn't think that before? Because I don't think you had Atlanta not, over Toronto. Anytime I would mention Toronto, you had them in the same tier. Yeah, you had them in the same. You just did it right now because you. Put them. You do be violent. We, you do we, be going I crazy. just said they're when top talk, four. That's that's fine. When we made our East Coast predictions, you had Toronto over Cleveland in the standings, and I, I thought that Cleveland was much better than Toronto. They're not much better. They I think Cleveland be is better. much better than Toronto. Not much. And the Raptors don't have a legit shot at making the conference finals. Why? Because <laughs> they don't. Because <laughs> they don't. I just don't think they do. Yeah. yeah. Teach their own. 
All right. <laughs> so when they get eliminated in the first round, what are you going to say? It's not going to happen. You said they don't have a legit chance like, no to chance. make the Cavs finals. I don't think so. <laughs> Wouldn't it be something if the Cavs in Toronto faced in round one? The Cavs are going to whip their ass. Yeah, the Cavs would beat Maybe. them. <laughs> Five, six games. Last time they played, what happened? What happened? What happened? Are you talking about the first game of the season? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's what we're doing, the Cavs could beat Boston. If that, that's what we're doing. Nice. That's what the game we're going nice. to play here. The, the Hawks are in the same much. tier as Cleveland to me. And so is Toronto. And they're actually – Atlanta is one of those teams that people sleep on this, but – People. They have a Giannis you? stopper on their team. On Yeka. And Yaka, yeah. This is hilarious coming from you. This is uh, uh, Atlanta's the sleeper. <laughs> this is hilarious. They're a sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, to everybody else, the haters, I don't know. Okay, we'll see. You're hating on Atlanta? Nah, I'm okay with them. This is from at Justin underscore Helms 34. Heat will end the year as a playing team. Maybe they, yeah, I can see it. Well, I only have my Western Conference predictions up. What are they, yeah. 11th right now? Uh, they are currently 12th. They're not playing defense at the moment. Their defense is – it's their defensive rating last I saw, I think it was 13. 21st now. I, I just checked today. It was 13. I think their offense is third. No, wait. I lied. I could be flipping it. Yeah, I just checked today. Their offensive rating is horrible. It's 22nd. You did flip it. You did flip it. I indeed flipped it. Because their defensive rating, they're 13th right now. So I flipped it. But even still, both. Their defense is not that good. P.J. Tucker is Usually missed. in past years, they've been like top and eight, the, top seven yeah, in defense. You're right. Tucker's and now my, I just got, I'm tightening up right now. All good. You went to the gym? No, I'm just tight right here in my back. Oh, well. Yeah. What you been doing? <laughs> you guys are nuts. <laughs> I think the Heat, uh, I think they'll make the playoffs. I, I, I think they'll know. make the play in. I'm not sure on the playoffs. I'm kind of. I'm. I think they'll figure it out. Right now, they're first in passes per possession, so they haven't gone away from their identity. I I just think that they're going through a little slump, but they'll pick it up. I I like Miami. I like the culture they build. I can't sleep on their culture. We'll see. They're kind of mid. That's gonna do it for episode 228 of the Pick Aside podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Pick Aside Pod, on Instagram, and on TikTok at Pick Aside Podcast. Don't forget to download Boom Fantasy and deposit ten plus dollars for a chance to enter in a Modern Warfare Two giveaway, and also get a one hundred dollar risk free bet when you join. Download Mojo, invest in players like stocks. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you next time. Hey, this is Elliot Smith from the Arsenal Vision Podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows, led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on the platform WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdsourcing service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest as little as $100. And in other words, that means you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in a cool company on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their team, improve operations, and that will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be a part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire.